Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio, and Lord have mercy on Thursday nights. It cannot get any better than this. You are tuned in to Zoom in, and if you're watching the Olympics, you're missing everything. And if you listening to us, you ain't missing nothing because we got it right here for you. I mean, Y'all know how it goes down, because every Thursday night... This is a dream come true. I mean, it's very serious. It's real serious. It's style. It's finesse. It's some spirituality. It's education. It's entertainment. It's, you know, like KRS said, it's edutainment. You know, it's it's hip-hop. It's got the flavor. You And... and it can only be like this because of the listeners, the listening audience, you know, the people the people who make original native radio what it is. So I wanna just say I really appreciate y'all and of course I always give my listeners at the very beginning of the show a standing ovation because I appreciate y'all. This show is brought to you by RelaxationIsTheKey.com. We're getting ready to revamp the whole way we bring you Relaxation Is The Key. And understanding that Tantra is a part of Relaxation Is The Key. Because it is the key to Tantra. Like even when I named when I named my my brand and came up with the brand of Relaxation Is The Key about three years ago, it was what is the ultimate? You know, what is the one thing that stops becoming Tantra? What What is the one thing that all people who are Tantra, what, is, what do they have in common? And I said, man, they're all uncommonly relaxed. They're all uncommonly relaxed. And I, so I started researching, and I was like, well, what's the advantages of being relaxed besides being uptight? And I found so many, so many definitions and so many things. When you're uptight, you're just pumping all this adrenaline. But when you're breathing and you got your breath together, then you're releasing serotonin. Serotonin helps reverse aging. It coats the inner, internal organs, and it just incites all the goodness and bliss that you naturally want to come. The body doesn't naturally want a lot of adrenaline. The body wants that serotonin. So relaxation is the key. Please go over to the site, check it out. And the meditation is one of the most essential parts, getting in contact with the breath. So if you are interested in receiving a meditation DVD, please go on over to Relaxation is the Key, click on DVD, and order. 
it's 20 bucks. Shipping is included. The Tai Chi is there as well, the Goddess Tai Chi. A fabulous pack for yourself or as a gift set for anyone else. So really want to thank each and every one of you for honoring us here at Original Native Radio and Relaxation is the Key, as well as Coach Kair. Um, all three of those have websites, CoachKair.com, OriginalNativeRadio.com, and RelaxationIsTheKey.com. If you want to check out the new upcoming OriginalNativeRadio.com, put in slash new, OriginalNativeRadio.com forward slash new. And that's what um, that's the upcoming blueprint. I'm just giving y'all a sneak peek. Can't give you all of it. Um, also got a big announcement. I will be, me and y'all are going to be traveling this weekend separately this time. As a team, we unstoppable. Separately is 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 just as bad. You know, he's repping Coach K. I'm repping y'all. You know, we we hurting him. So he's going to be in uh, New Jersey this weekend. I'm going to let him talk about that when he comes on. But I'm going to be in Baltimore, his hometown. So I don't know whether he planned it like that or that's just how the universe let it sit out. But I'm going to be with the Healing Wings Institute, my brother Aline Bay and Kadira L. Bay, Holistic Health and Wellness Expo 2012. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're going to be there 8 to 10 on Friday, 10 to 10 on Saturday. That's the big day, and 10 to 4 on Sunday. We're going to be at the Tremont Plaza Hotel, 222 St. Paul Street. Tremont Plaza Hotel, 222 St. Paul Street, Holistic Health and Wellness Expo, 2012. Um, We're going to be training, instructions, Reiki, pranic healing, pranayama, qigong, tai chi, iridology, acupressure, reflexology, herbalism, tantric kriya yoga, alkaline water, electrical live foods, Many trained practitioners in there that's all about healing and helping you sustain a disease-free life. Um, Amina Muhammad's going to be there. I set my art. Kazmira L is going to be in the building. Myself, of course. Sasha Loam is going to be in the building. If you've never met Sasha Loam, treat yourself. I mean, if you've never met Eileen Bay, if you've never met Coach Kair, now you got all of us in the same place in the same weekend. Dr. Clifford E. Hazel Bay. It's going to be it's, it's going to be fabulous. So for more information or advanced tickets, call 252-257-3588, 252-257-3588, or you can email HealingWingsOnline at Yahoo, HealingWingsOnline at Yahoo, and vending for the entire weekend is only 100 bucks. if any of you want to uh, make a late dash to get over there, all right? All right, let's get the Thursday Tantra Power of Power started. Y'all know how this thing goes. I hope y'all did your homework and went over and caught page 36 in Awakening the Master Feminine and the chapter on money, power, and religion. If you didn't, well, you might have a few minutes because we can really get this party started right and just get a continuation of last week. Uh, we started off with the mantras of sound, and we started having such a good time and just it just flipped out. Thanks, everybody, for downloading. Thanks, everybody, who's already here on time. But right now, without any further ado, I cannot do this by myself. You all know that teamwork makes the dream work, and it's time to add some champagne to your campaign. You zoomed in to tune in, so now get on your feet. Put your hands together for my main man, Yamor. 
Thank you, Coach Collier. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the journeys that you took when you were young. Thank you for being obedient when you used to be hard-headed, you know, and uh, thank you for bringing this valuable lesson to the listeners here at Original Native Radio. We definitely appreciate you. Tonight's show is going to be great. I'm just telling you that right up front. Get your pens and paper. <laughs> I'm telling you that right up front. I'm feeling high. Uh-oh. I didn't smoke nothing. I didn't smoke nothing. Well, I, well, I, I didn't smoke nothing. I might do a cigar once in a while, but it's just regular tobacco. Let me just clear that right up. But I'm feeling high tonight, and I'm feeling good. Are you feeling wanna, Are you feeling higher and better than you were last week? I'm feeling a little bit, a couple of notches higher and a little bit better. So I better share a quick feedback that I got from a young lady who was listening to the show last week. She's 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 an avid listener, so I think I may want to give you this feedback before you get started, so you don't hurt nobody. Okay. Alright. She said, she said, man, Kyir. When when y'all first started and came on your show, he told us all. He says, I'm going to lay some groundwork. We're going to take it kind of slow. And eventually I might say some things that you haven't heard. Remember you said that? And then we went like three weeks where we had one week people would call in. The next week nobody would call in. The week after that, you know, it was off and on for people calling in. And then like the last three weeks, it's been almost like soul train up in this rascal. So she said that last week you just put the pedal to the metal. You had all the you had all the draws off. You had them butt naked. And I said, well, girl, he was just getting warmed up. And she said, if he's gonna be doing it like that, she's gonna have to come in with a new outfit. So it sounds like what you're saying is people need to unbutton their unbutton their blouses. Loosen up their belts and kick their shoes off. Is that a correct assessment? I would say absolutely. <laughs> you know, okay, take well, those, take those high heels off. You can put them on later on. Take those high heels off for a moment. Rub those feet and get comfortable because we're about to do the thing. Even wait a minute, wait a minute. Even the elegant roses, you want them to take their um shoot uh, high the, heels off take, too? Take the high heels off. Don't don't get them too far away now because you may have to get them back on a little bit later. But kick them, kick them ditties off for a little bit, rub okay. them feet, sit on back, because we're getting ready to do it. They're ready. They're showing up. They're lined up and ready. I hope y'all got paper and pen, because, and I hope you have your awakening the master feminine out. And if you don't, it will hurt nobody's feelings that you go over to www.masteryow.com and order your copy while we're on the air, because it, it's not sexy to be left behind. And everybody's got something to reference, and you don't. So MasterYow.com, Awakening the Master Feminine is the textbook. The author, the speaker, the teacher is here. His faithful assistant, Tonto, is in the building, a.k.a. Coach K. So y'all better get ready. And, y'all, I'm going to let you turn it over and see if we can finally finish up last week and then start molding them into this week. Last week, the main topic for last week was mantras and how we use mantras and sounds to really uh, rev up the power and direct our energy into different ways and different places. We never finished that discussion because everything got so juicy up in here. So we're going to finish that discussion tonight. Then we're going to just move right on in like a bulldozer 
into the applications and protocols for Tantra for the sexual life. I'm talking about the single sexual life because we need to have a discussion about that in terms of what what's a little bit different for you if you're single. In the second hour, we're going to get into couples and how they can utilize some of these techniques in a practical way every day to become a power couple and not just a couple couple. So before I get started, I you know I want to say if you've got the book Awakening the Master Feminine, uh, open it to page 36. And um, if you don't, then get it. I also want to do a quick uh, sort of shout out here, a little something to come. If if there are any illustrators or graphic artists who have a little bit of talent out there in the audience, I want you to. Hit me up on Facebook on my wall or hit me up on Facebook on the message or if you have my email, send me an email because we're in the midst of a very interesting project connected to one of the books. I guess Kaya knows that I'm, I'm right now um, looking at the feasibility of publishing the book Awakening the Master Masculine. And... Um, we're not quite ready to roll it off the print pressings yet, but that's coming. And we've got another project in the works even more interesting than that, uh, having to do with the Oracle of Kinsley So we're looking for some illustrators who got that oomph, because what we're getting ready to do up in here is Tantra-related. So we're going to bring Sexy back, and we need somebody that can uh, do some images and stuff for us. And, uh, and we're... This is not a free thing. We got, we're going to pay and all of that. So I want to throw that out there real quick. Now, let's, uh, you know, let's just say from the start, when we start to talk about mantras, as always, everything that we're talking about, we want to become, each of us, the highest and best version of ourselves. That's what this is about. And that's what becoming Tantra is all about. It is to return to the most authentic and original version of you, the natal template in your DNA, in your original spirit, your natal self. Always, everything goes back to that. Because as you begin this journey of returning to your original self in body and mind and spirit and sexual practice, you find that that always brings you the highest and best outcomes in your life. And, as always, we know, the highest and best sexual life is the Tantra life. We know that if you want to live to be the highest and best version of you, then we have to help you to become the highest and best version of your life. So, just just review a little bit. What is the Tower of Tantra? Power is the core of the energy body. Some call it the central pillar. And it's in understanding the operation of this tower that we become Tantra, that we practice Tantra. It is by learning how to change this tower that we become more of our original self and that we gain more sexual power. We talked about that there are 12 portals into this tower. If you want to, like, uh, if you have an electronic equipment 
you have knobs and devices to, to operate the equipment, to turn it on, to change the volume, to change the channel, to, to push it in and out. And these 12 portals into the tower are the same thing. They're the way that you operate your tower. And one of the key ways that you operate the tower is through sound. Now, what is sound? It is vibrations. Different frequencies, tones, and pitches of vibration. So last week we talked about the sacred seven, how everything is connected to, to, to the tree of life. What do we mean? We say that there are nine spheres on the tree of life, which some people call them deities. Some people call them angels, archangels. Some people call them this, that, or the other. Uh, but monads and all this kind of stuff. But basically, there are nine of them. And we last week we talked about the fact that the top three and the top triangle on the tree of life are treated as one entity for the purposes of the mundane affairs down here on Earth. So when you put these top three into one, then you have seven. You reduce the number seven on the tree of life to the number the number nine on the tree of life to the number seven. So we talk about these seven monads, these seven deities, these seven archangels, and the fact that they help us to operate. They are the way that, they're the instruments that God uses to manage this world of life. So now, we note that every atom has an atomic weight and so these atomic weights, there are seven active columns and then the inert ones. So each one has a different number of molecules or electrons in the outer shell of its molecular structure that determines how it behaves chemically. So you have these seven, and when you get to the seventh, you go back to, to one similar to the one above it. When you get to the eighth, it's similar to number seven. So there are seven active columns in the, in the table of chemistry. We notice that there are seven principal colors in the rainbow, and all other colors are mixtures of variations of these primary seven colors. These seven colors are the way that these seven deities cause life to be. We notice that there are seven principal octaves in music, A, B, G, um, uh, e, F, G, whatever. But when you finish with the G, you go back to A. So when we look at music, it's in scales seven, and then that's an octave. Then you go back to A again. You go from A to G, you go back to A, but an octave higher, and you keep on doing that. The same thing with herbs, trees, and plants. If you look at all the species and genders, you find that there are basically seven classes of plants, seven classes of herbs, seven classes of medicine. And we can take this thing all out. We'll see that there are seven chakras. Each one corresponds to a deity. We see that there are seven principal endocrine glands, from the pineal gland to the gonad. We see that there are seven sections of the spine, seven circuits in the brain. And this is what we talked about last week and the week before. So, 
So now, the point of this is that at different times in your life, you need to bring about different powers. And one of the ways that you do this is through mantra and through sound, because that's the vibration that's most accessible to us. So what I'm saying is that when you want to use your tower to project a particular energy, you can modify it by sounding that vibration. In other words, if you take a chime in in a church organ that's on the note of G and you strike that note, then you will discover that it has an impact on physical things. And it tends to cause your energy in your tower to have that same quality. In other words, what it does is it brings forward into the active sphere that same energy component in your tower. If you hit the note of A, it's it's a masculine note. It's a yang note. And it tends to cause action. It tends to go out and do something or to raise or to increase the temperature of something. Therefore, when you are trying to do something with your energy tower, you would use that note, you would hit that note, and it that vibration calls forth the vibration in your tower. Now, therefore we see that there are quite a number of these special uh, uh, notes. And when we look at their frequencies, how fast, uh, how many uh, vibrations per second, or how many vibrations per minute, that that tone is, we know that this frequency is what causes our tower to make an adjustment. So now we're we're somewhat scientific, and I know that for a lot of people this is maybe a little bit too technical. So I'm just going to say that as a premise for what my discussion of mantra. So basically now, other people have come before you and designed mantras. And these mantras put you in harmony with a power. And they awaken that power in your tower. Now, of course, it depends on how sophisticated and how evolved your tower is constructed. Like most people walking around today, their tower is not very well developed. Therefore, if they strike the proper notes or do the proper markers or whatever, as I'm about to describe, they may get only a small result. Uh, if you don't have money in the bank, you can't take it out. If you don't, if you haven't trained in the gym, you can't get out on the football field and knock people down. You need to build up your strength. It's the same thing with energy. If you don't have power in your battery, you can't start your car. But let's assume that you have listened to the last the last four or five broadcasts and you have been building up your power. You have been changing your architecture of your power so that you have power and your kundalini is rising, then the next thing that you want to do is to be able to control what it does. So now, mantra is the way that you can make your energy very hot, fiery, and aggressive in its action on the opposite sex, or you can make your energy healing. 
I did an experiment one time. Well, it wasn't an experiment for me, but I was babysitting some very young kids a few years ago, and they were so energetic. We had them playing a game where we threw a ball, and it's like you throw a ball and you hit kids as they're running across this thing, and if you hit them three times with the ball, the ball was light. It didn't hurt them. If you hit the kids three times as they're running across, they were out, and you got points. And so we were running all over the place, and when we came back inside, everybody was, you know, the kids were all ramped up. And the mothers were looking at me like, <laughs> you know, now you're going to bring these, these kids all hyped up on sugar and exercise in here for me to keep now. So they were trying to get the kids to quiet down. So I got all the kids in the room, shut the door, and I start singing to them. And here is the note that I sang to them. The note is K and it's spelled K H E I and it's pronounced like two separate sounds, like a, a C type of a K with like like the like the C and like the K in kale, the, the vegetable, and E is a water sound. It's like uh, I E E E E. I mean E I I I I I. K E. It's almost like when you say it, it's like a wave of water. And this note causes your nervous system to relax. So what I did was I caused the energy in my tower to to, to invest itself into my voice and to flood that room. Within ten minutes. The kids started, their eyes started to close. They started to quiet down. They sit, the kids were singing the same thing. So I, I didn't tell the kids to sing. I just started singing. And after a while, all the kids were singing with me. And ten minutes later, they started dropping out. started falling asleep because their nervous systems were relaxed. And these were really young kids, so they were just doing what we told them to do. They, they weren't thinking about it. Them kids slept so good that night because their nervous system were relaxed and at peace. Uh, you can do the same thing with sex. You can use mantra during sex to heal your mate. If they're very tense, whatever, then you can say this word. You say you have to learn the notes, and these are things that we teach in class. But once you learn the proper technique, as I'm partially telling you now, I'm not giving you all of this, but if you said this word, with the right force, with the right tone, you will find that the person you are making love to becomes aroused in one way, but relaxed in their nervous system. And that when you stop making love, they'll have the tendency to sleep deeper and to go into an anabolic state. Therefore, what I'm trying to say is that there are always these series of seven words of power, mantra, this, that, or the other, and that's seven and then seven and then seven. And when you pick the right one and you implement it, it brings forward the power of your tower. And therefore, you know, you can do so many things with it. Uh, in the classes, we teach people the power of raw. So raw is a primal word, and... It, it empowers things. It's a yang type of a word, and it makes things more alive. It brings forth 
whatever energy you've got in reserve, it brings it forward. So these words of power are very important. Then when you take words of power and piece them together in a particular way, you have mantra. Now, mantra is not language. It's not speech in the, in the, in the sense of you're trying to communicate in a left-brain type of a way. It is right-brain. In other words, it's pure energy transference so that when you sound these mantras out loud, you awaken the physical world to whatever vibration is currently in your tower. When you then sound them internally in your mind and you visualize the image that they represent, it causes the energy in your tower to be possessed by that. What I mean is that one aspect of your energy comes up to the front, comes up to the surface, and the other six energies in that octave are suppressed. A secret uh, of possession, of the way that I'm able to get women to be able to possess their ancestors at will, is that to possess an ancestor or to possess a deity, you don't uh, make a connection with the ancestor of the deity because the connection is always already there. What you do is you suppress the other competing energies. Therefore, to possess one ancestor, you suppress the signal or the vibration coming from all the others. And that's how you possess. To possess a deity, you suppress all of the other energies and only allow one to express itself and when you hold that vibration long enough, you become so in alignment with that deity that it comes into your persona and possesses you, or you possess it. And when people from the outside, it appears that something occult has occurred. It appears that you've changed your personality. When, in effect, all that you have done is through vibration caused your power to change years. So that your tower now is aligned with one energy, not so aligned with the others, and you possess. So, mantra is one way that we can, in our waking state, operate our tower. Um, the Asara Set Society and a person by the name of Ra Annefer Amen a very highly evolved person, created a system of mantra, rituals, and such back in the 90s uh, based on the Kemetic tradition. And these mantras are very powerful. For my, for my knowledge, when I was a part of that organization a long time ago, he created different mantras for each sphere on the Tree of Life. Uh, in the Akan tradition, they create much less uh, sophisticated mantra, but nonetheless very powerful mantra. In India, they have been doing this for ages and have thousands of these mantras that they do. Most of you are familiar with OM and all this kind of stuff like that, but there are other more complicated and more powerful mantras that we recite. The proper way to do a mantra 
is that you recite it in meditation in the quiet of your home. Normally you are seated. You may begin standing, but normally you're seated. You want the room to be dark. You want your back to be straight. You start out with your eyes open, and once you've sounded the mantra verbally, out loud, then you close your eyes and sound the mantra internally, in other words, mentally, not out loud. And you do this for approximately 20 minutes until such time as you lose senses of the outside world. In other words, you go into trance. When you're in trance, doing a mantra, you know your legs are there, but you can't feel them anymore. Even if your hands are resting on your legs, you don't feel them. You don't feel that. You're not attuned to the outside world anymore. In some cases, I've been in meditation where I had a single candle burning in front of me, and I got to the place where I could not see the candle anymore, even when I opened my eyes. And when when you're that focused on the mantra, then you're building a power. The reason that you meditate and do these mantras is so that when you need to use that energy, you have rehearsed it. And therefore, so that you get to a point where you need to be patient in your life. Something happens. You have an accident, which just happened to me. And during the accident, I became at peace. I saw the accident coming in slow motion. The car pulled out in front of me. There was nothing I could do. The crash was imminent. The crash occurred. I saw things flying. In slow motion, I heard a loud sound. And I was at peace, watching it happening all around me. And my nervous system was relaxed. The car crash was over. I thought I was hurt, but I wasn't. I should have probably been hurt, but I wasn't. I was relaxed. I got out. I went to see about the other driver. I I was slightly damaged on my shoulder and whatever, but for the most part, you know, it did not traumatize me. Why? Because in that split second before the crash, I put that mantra into my spirit. Therefore, you see people who go out and do what seems to be miraculous things. And how are they able to do that? They practice managing their tower in the choir of their home, sometimes for weeks, months, so that in the time of crisis, in the time when they need to, they can bring that power, that inner power forward. So when I'm doing table work, people have seen the... uh, some of the uh, videos of the table work and whatever. So the way that I'm able to really get my table work powerful is that I practice mantra, and I bring different powers into my spirit in mantra, in meditation. And by doing this, what I'm doing is I'm practicing causing one section of my spine to be dominant, causing one of my endocrine glands to be dominant causing one part of my spirit to be dominant. And I'm holding that energy. And I'm not really doing anything except just like a man in the gym pumping iron. It doesn't seem to 
to be practical. It doesn't seem like it's going to help when you watch somebody just pushing up iron in the gym. But then if he goes to do something outside the gym that requires physical strength, he's able to do it because he's, he's, those muscles are they're powerful. Those muscles are developed. And this is how you develop your energy through sound. Mantra is one way, but there are a lot of different sounds. Now, most people do not understand, but in fact, when you go to church and you hear the choir singing, most of these songs are based on the notes and the pitches of ancient mantra that comes from Africa, Native America, uh, from Europe, from different places that people have found over the years that certain combinations of sound and whatever tend to uplift the human spirit. A lot of people will know instinctively that the sounds that you hear when you hear a Gregorian chant, when you hear those eight or nine white men who've been monks all their life, when they chant those notes, there's something holy about it. It touches something inside of you. When you hear the acapella groups from South Africa sing, there's something about that that's spiritual, and it just touches you in a way. Even if you hear some of our pop singers, when they sing certain ballads, they're touching certain chords to bring bring forth a particular emotion in you, and this can also be extended to bring forth the power associated with it if we are trained to do it. So I'm going to stop for a second and, uh, and, 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 and open up for comments and whatever, and then we'll move on to the second and the, and the other part of spiritual sound. Woo! Yeah, I'll put it have an ovation on that one now. It's awesome, baby! The call in number is 347-205-9089. 347-205-9089. Of course, you are still rocking with the best. This is Original Native Radio, Master Yao Morris, MasterYao.com, Coach Kair, CoachKair.com. Woo! I'm going to tell you one. I'm going to make my comments first. Of course, any of you in the chat room, any of you listening that want to chime in or comment on what you just heard, please press 1. We're giving everybody a little time to get some breath. But what I love, 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 and I know that the people who download this show, they love the same thing I love, getting some new stuff, you know, getting getting that new getting that new information. Like Kyrie's the first one to tell you when he doesn't know something. Do I know something? Sure. But just the way and the delivery of how you just gave, you know, that information concerning, you know, you just kept bringing it to the martial arts when you said most of these mantras were constructed before us, you know, saying to help us. And the same thing with the salutes. When you see when you see a martial artist getting ready to do a form, he normally does a salute or he does a certain posture. He assumes a certain posture before he starts the movement. And the posture that he assumes is a salute as well as the form or the kata. 
which was formed before him for his benefit. And the way you get the benefit out of it is practice. That's just what I kept hearing. Practice. Go into your room and practice. Let it be let it be natural. Don't let it be second nature. Let it be first nature. But the only way it's gonna be first nature is by practicing, practicing, practicing. So uh that that right there I mean the the description but how how you laid it down as far as how you get it. Oh, you know, people may look at it and say, oh, I can't get all those. I don't understand those tones. Oh, da 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 You got to practice. You got to practice. I mean, that's just that's just the key to all these arts. You know, you got to have a, a love for it and a desire, but then you got to practice. So uh, I don't see anybody else raising their hands, you know, so. I'll, I'll give them the rest of it. Hey, well, let's. We're going to keep on rocking. Thanks a lot for everybody who has joined, though. I definitely want to give out a big shout-out to everybody in my chat room. Oh, big shout-out to Charlotte, North Carolina, y'all, down there on Central Avenue. I heard that's the new honeycomb hideout for the fine, juicy, tantric women. Charlotte, North Carolina. I just got the news today. I just got the news today, but then I got the news yesterday that the women in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, was like, no, this is the honeycomb hideout. So we're going to be in Winston-Salem on September the 9th. Coach Kair, Yah Morris, the Tantric Lifestyle Workshop. The Tantric Lifestyle Workshop. This one is going to be one for the books, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing it in cooperation with Ma'ati Spa, that's M-A-A-T-I-S-P-A, maatispa.com. The flyer should be ready by Monday. And we pushed it back from the 19th of August to give everybody time to get there. So, y'all, are you ready to make a decision in North Carolina, whether it's Winston-Salem or whether it's Charlotte that's got the um, that's got the real tantric sisters and brothers who really bout this work, bout this life? I'll tell you, they I was down in Atlanta, and I got cooked in my neck from looking at all the women. And I've been to Charlotte. It has been a while since I've been to Charlotte. So Charlotte's going to have to prove itself to me. And I know about Winston-Salem, so I can't wait to get down there. Right now, I'm leaning a little toward the Winston-Salem girls. But, I mean, I mean I, I, I'm going to have to check out Charlotte and see. I mean, if they're making this claim, it must be established. We've got to prove it out. Well, yeah, I we're gonna be. I, I got, they got. They got to show me something. Exactly, exactly. So we want all you ladies down there in the salons, looking all good. You tired of having these boring lives? You tired of not living up to your best? You tired of the the, the five character, uh, five counterfeit uh, character? Ah, five counterfeit characteristics. You tired of that? And you ready for? a warrior and a healer and a hunter and all those things to be and living the best version of your life, get ready. We don't even have the date right, but it's going to be in September, and it's going to be maybe a week or two weeks after the ninth. So, Charlotte, get ready, because I'm going to be down there early. Y'all probably be down there Saturday sometime early. I'm going to be down there Friday going around checking y'all. I'm going to be snooping around that Friday, and I'm going to be seeing what they got going on. Um, but 
I, mean, I, I just wanted to put that out there that I heard the, the women in Charlotte were ready. And so I want to see what the brothers going to do. Well, you know, I'm looking for the ladies. I know the brothers will follow up. Um, we do have someone in the queue. Someone did say, hey, I want to raise my hand and make a comment. Call her from the 202-746. Your microphone is wide open. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? Sure. Manifest Rob from uh, D.C. Peace, Manifest. How you feeling tonight? Oh, man, hey, man, I'm highly blessed, favored, and empowered, and just enjoying the uh, dialogue and discourse that you brothers are sharing this evening, and I just want to, you know, really encourage uh, you to continue doing what you're doing because there's so many people out here who need this, and uh, I've had the the, um, uh, the benefit of uh, studying with uh, Master Yao uh, through the uh, Level 1 course, and uh, I look to do much more, and so... Um, I just want to let folks know that the uh, mantras are some of the basic things he showed in level one course. They they work, and that's without any question. You see some changes in your whole mind, body, spirit system. And, um, you know, I just hey, I just want to encourage you, brothers, to continue doing what you're doing. One quick question, Master Yala. I know I tuned in late a little bit. Uh, should uh, uh, the practitioner uh, who's, who's intent on doing this mantra or mantra work is there something they should do as a size to maybe clear away some of the uh, negative emotions and things of that nature or just like a basic meditation exercise that you encourage folks to do um, before they um, uh, embrace uh, the mantra practice? Excellent question. The, there are two things that they can do. They can do one of the, the um, traditional qigong exercises or tai chi exercises but the most, the most, the best thing to do is diaphragmic breathing. Simply, deep, slow diaphragmic breathing, pushing the diaphragm out, holding the energy, holding the breath for a second, and then slowly exhaling and repeating that for about a minute. The breath is so, so powerful. And in yoga, I know that you teach yoga. And uh, in yoga, this is a very important concept, the breath. So a simple act of breathing, approximately four to eight breaths per minute, uh, slow, slowing down the breath, taking deep breaths, and breathing with the diaphragm out will help to clear you and prepare you for a mantra. For mantra... Uh, some people are challenged, and I'm going to address that later in the broadcast. Some people are challenged doing mantra because they can't keep still. They can't stop thinking. And here's the issue. We are living a left-brain type of a life where we're using our cognitive mind so much. And to do mantra, you must be in your right brain. You must still the left brain. In fact, you ideally would like to shut it down completely. And the best way to do that is through breath. Well, that's not the only way to do it, but if you're just, you know, taking a few moments, breath is the easiest way to do it. So I would do either a qigong exercise if you know one, a tai chi exercise, a yoga exercise to loosen you up. But the best thing in my book is simply to stand up, have a good posture, take deep breaths, push your diaphragm out, and, and pull it back in again. Did I answer your question? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you again, uh, Master Yao. I look forward to more study and research with you. One quick, uh, uh, I, I just want to put my suggestion out there, uh, Coach Kaye, is that I know a couple of fine, beautiful sisters in the Charlotte area, so I want a reason to come down there, so that's my vote. 
Uh oh, uh oh, Charlotte just, uh oh, Charlotte just chimed in. No, 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 Coach Kyrie. Manifest, they're not going to let him leave DC. The women have locked him down. They've taken his passport away, and Manifest is not allowed to travel outside of DC. The women don't even want, they don't even want him, you know, out of the neighborhood. He is in such demand down there in DC that, uh, no, he's not going to get down to Charlotte. I don't think so. He, He won't be there? They got, they, the women in D.C., they got a lock on Manifest. They're not letting him out of there. They they like him so much. If he's showing them all that Tantra stuff and all like that, they, they no, they're not going to permit him to travel like that. No, I don't think so. Hey, hey that's why I got to go into the phone booth and put on my disguise, man, and uh, I think I'm going to be down there, Coach Guy. Come on. Come on. Hey, hey, I'm going to have a seat for you over on the side. And, look, we'll keep you off the camera, too, so they won't know that you were home. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's not allowed to leave the city limits. That's 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 the <laughs> But no, hey, I just want to appreciate you, brothers, man, and I'm gonna listen, continue to listen in, and uh, if I, you know, if something comes up, I'll uh, push the button again and chime in again. Absolutely, big brother. I appreciate you for calling me, and thank you for your energy. Yes, sir. All right. So, if we can move forward, um, let me just say that. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's not possible in a one-hour show to teach the individual specific mantras. We do that in the classes. And many of you out there already know some of these sounds and mantras. What I want to say is that don't be afraid to, to engage the opposite sex with mantra, with sound. In other words, don't be afraid to do them in the presence of your partner. A lot of people are ashamed of it or afraid, embarrassed. In fact, even while you're making love, you will find that issuing particular sounds and mantras can be very, very powerful and very, very pleasurable. A lot of times, you know, sex is about release and tension. Sex is about building up a lot of tension and then having a quick, uh, are either a very measured and slow release. And you want to build up that tension in such a way that it's pleasant, it's arousal. It, 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 that's half as much fun as the release. And the release, some people call orgasm and whatever, but uh, I like to call it achieving a plateau, uh, 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 getting into an orbit. And, and it's through mantra that you can oftentimes determine that when you get into advanced levels of tantric sex, that you can cause the orgasm to be modified so that instead of a quick bang, you have a sustained uh, purr, you have a sustained release, you have a sustained indulation uh, where you're, you're, you, know, you make the orgasm last for a long, long time. Now, uh, people may find this to be unorthodox, but if you and uh, your partner are able to achieve some of the higher levels of orgasm, you're ready to start employing sounds of power or mantra. Now, you can do it at first out loud. In the middle of making love, slow down, get into a rhythm of breathing, and then sound the mantras that you've learned. Or... Uh, 
I like to put the woman on the bed and, and, and let the sound wave over her naked body. Just boom, do that mantra, make the sound, and let that wave go over her body. In some of my videos, you'll see it, see me do that, and you'll see the woman respond. And if you talk to the woman, they will say, I felt ripples of energy through my nervous system. And they like it. Now, just imagine, these are women I don't even know that well, and I'm not intimate with. Imagine if you're with your intimate partner and you're doing something like that, and you can do that prior to intercourse. You can do it during. You can do it after. And this is a whole new thing, a whole new um, venue that we're opening up to people. Now, of course, there's a lot of techniques you need to learn, there are, there are specific things about this that I haven't said, and, and I've left some things out, but that you will get these things. That you just get out there, learn, read, study, practice, and you will find that you can have a lot of control over the tantric act, a lot more than you think you can, that you can cause your man to do stuff he never thought he could do. You can cause your woman to do stuff that she, she never thought she could have such an experience through simple exercise of sound. You must practice in your by yourself first, and you can also practice in your dreams. But if you practice for a short period of time these mantra, you practice these sounds, these words of power, and then you sound them, and even you can sound them mentally in some cases. And you will get a particular effect because they, the body's organs, reproductive organs and other organs and the, and the glands respond to these sounds, to these vibrations. And you will find that it can change your experience in some very, very interesting ways. So that if you are trying to heal while you're making love, mantra is one of the keys. If you are trying to cause a person who's very, um, uh, shall we say, subdued and suppressed, then the word raw, sounded on the note of A above metal C, will cause them to become more aroused during the act. You can use words to heal the nervous system and, in effect, cause them to be at a lower point when they start sex so that they can get more tension can be built up, so that you can arouse them even higher, so that they can store up more blood, more pressure, and get them to be more like a big balloon that you've blown up almost to bursting. And then, you know, instead of popping the balloon, then you let the air out slow, and you can do that through mantra. You can do that by modifying and, 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 and rotating between physical movement, a physical rhythm, a physical breath, and a sound. So you're, 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 you're getting your partner excited with physical movement, with your physical body, and then you're, you're uh, aligning it with a particular breath, rhythm, and then once they, they, they haven't recovered from that yet, then you hit them with the sound. You hit them with the mantra and cause their nervous system to vibrate and tingle and do all kinds of strange things like that. And the next thing you know, they think they're going to orgasm, and then you take them to a whole other place with the sound so that 
people get into a place where it's like you start out thinking that you're just going to do a regular lovemaking session and you end up a couple of hours later, it's like you were at an opera or you were at an an orchestra play. So we learn to play the opposite sex like a musical instrument. So the, the woman becomes a violin. The man becomes a guitar or a piano. And the woman learns to play him with her mantra, with her sound. And you don't have to have a singing voice to do this. You simply have to practice the quiet of your bedroom at night by yourself for not too long. You learn the techniques. You build up your tower, and you find that you can influence your opposite sex partner in ways you never thought possible. And I'm telling you now that while I'm not giving you all of the secrets and all of the techniques and all of the things that go with this, if you just simply show a little interest and push out there and study a little bit on your own, you will find that there is information about this topic out there available to you in books, in the libraries, on the Internet, and from other teachers, and through my classes, of course. We even talk about this for a few pages in the book Awakening the Master Feminine. So that concludes my little introduction into mantra. Um, I'm going to cover it a little bit later in a, in a, when we talk about another portal, when we talk about the toxins, but I'm going to let that subject rest for a little bit, and after we take some questions and comments, we're going to come back and talk about tantra and the single life. Do you have any questions, Coach Kaya? Does, does, or has anyone got their hand up? Well, I'm 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 checking now to see three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Uh also wanna give a big shout out to Sarama tonight. I'm over here posting on her Facebook page, so I wanna give her a big shout out. Um I wanted to say my my two comments were um what do we call the liver, the heart, the lungs, um, the kidneys, we call them organs. And what do we play in church? An organ. So I just wanted to just add that part in there, you know, for people, you know, these instruments. If you know Bismarcky, he's, he's, you know, he's playing his voice. He's playing his vocal cord like it's an instrument. And these vocal cords, the the way Mariah Carey or Luther Vandross or Michael Jackson, you know, changed our, you know, emotional state when we listen to them is the same thing that you can do in lovemaking, which leads me to my second point was um, when I have practiced that, I like my one of my techniques, y'all, that you didn't give them, and you probably give them in the workshop. Don't get mad at me. I like when you're really, really close and you got that heart connection and you just really, really, just really deep and grinding with your woman and you get in that ear and you can get you a nice, steady breath like y'all said and get right in the ear. It seems like the yoni, like the muscles just have a different contraction. And you can feel from the time it comes out of my mouth, I can feel it, you know what I'm saying, all through my lingam area of the the results that are coming. And me specifically, I use, um, you know, when we say if it ain't broke, don't fix it, the one that uh, Senyata gave us. And if you, like you said, some of the other books that are out there, Jewel in the Lotus, Jewel in the Lotus, and he talks about the A-E-U sound. 
and um, just some just some real good stuff. So I just wanted to co-sign on that like a thousand percent. And yes, we do have hands up. Caller from the nine one six four seven zero. Your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is so. I'm calling out of California, and I'm representing Carolina. And I was actually uh, Facebooking you when, just now. Um, can you speak on rhythmic breathing with your partner and how that also enhances the pleasure factor as well as circulating your energy through your partner um, through the anticipation as well as the climax and how that allows your orgasm to last for weeks instead of just moments? And what is your name again? So... Okay, well, yes, while we answer that, you just keep on responding on my Facebook. That's right. With a voice like that, y'all, I see it starting already, y'all. <laughs> she's representing California. I'd like to get on that one first and then just something short. I'm representing Charlotte. I'm in California. Uh-oh. So you saying that the, <laughs> that the blissful, juicy queens are in the Queen City? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying bring it. Okay. Okay, you you just send word that Yao and Kaya is coming. That's all I want you to do for us. You just let them know we're coming. In September. This this is an excellent question. There are different breaths correspond to different notes of music in a way. In other words, uh, notes of music are vibrations per second. And so they are resonant tones. They, they repeat themselves. If you take A at one octave and an A way above it, that they are basically multiples of each other in terms of the vibration. That's not an exact statement, but it's a close proximity to the truth. So the same thing when you're looking at breaths per minute, you're doing a, basically what you're doing is you're making a sound. Now, we can't hear that sound, you know, because it's below our range of hearing. But when you do four breaths per minute, it's equal to a note of music many octaves higher than that. That's vibrating much, much faster than that. When you do six breaths per minute and 12 breaths per minute, and some of them are not exactly a whole number per minute, but when you're doing breaths, that's what you're doing, is you're creating a rhythm. Now, so when you're making love to someone, there's two ways that you can do it. Well, let me let me back up. I'm not going to give you all of the, 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 the scientific stuff. I'm just going to tell you that if you have a rhythmic breathing set up that is a multiple of the heartbeat or a multiple of one of the other circadian rhythms in the human body, it tends to wake that up and cause the energy to flow in a circular motion through your body. And this makes much more energy available so that you tend to establish that rhythm and it just makes lovemaking last much, much longer. But the key thing is both partners have to be in sync. They have to be engaged. They have to be doing it. And, you know, one of the things that you can do is time your heartbeat to get one of these things called uh, uh the things that the musical people use to time beats per minute, to set the beat. What do they call those things, Kyrie? Uh, it looks like a little clock. It's got a little arm swinging back and forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I used to have one, 
and my ex-girlfriend sold it for me. She liked it so much. This is the same thing that a massage. You get these motorized massage things. They rotate at a particular number of beats per minute. Same thing with these vibrators that women use to give them pleasure. They have learned over the years to cause them to vibrate at a particular frequency because it tends to awaken parts of the female reproductive system. So you don't have to vibrate at 2,000 beats per minute to, to get somebody excited. You can do it at a much lower rate of breathing, and you find that it just sets up a ripple-like rhythm in the nervous system and in the blood. And this is very, very powerful. And if both partners are doing this, almost their heartbeats will sink. And, and you just, it's, it's, it's like the same feeling, but it just goes in much deeper. And you feel it in so much more parts of your body. You hear people talk about a full-body orgasm, you know, versus you, 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 the orgasm is localized just in the groin area. You hear people talk about a full-body orgasm. You hear women talk about a breast orgasm or a liver orgasm. See, you have not lived as a woman until you had a breast orgasm. You're still a baby. You know, if you just have a vaginal orgasm, that's it. You know, no. You, you, you have to have some orgasms in other parts of the body, and then you understand what the potential of orgasm is really like. And one of the ways that you do this is through establishing a rhythm of breath where you and your partner are synced, and that energy is going back and forth between the two of you. That's how you get to, that's one of the paths for elevating it to the point. And then if you're, if you're meditating on a goal, if you're doing the manifestation technique, this is one of the things that I teach in the manifestation classes, that the two partners find things that sync them together, such as colors, such as fabrics, such as breath, such as rhythm, such as beats. And you can also play music that is in harmony with that rhythm and that breath so that it comes natural to you. And it just makes the whole lovemaking experience like I said, it makes it more like you're playing in an orchestra than you're just making love. So that's a very pretty name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to um, add that she touched on one of the subjects, one of the things I'm going to be teaching at the workshop in Winston-Salem on the 9th, which is the tantric hug. Most people see the, the Yab Yoon position that's on the cover of the Jewel and the Lotus, and they say, oh, I'm so ready for that. But then they say, because I think this is a good segue leading into Yao's second section about the singles, when they say, well, I don't want to be naked with, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, having intercourse with every person, but I still want to be able to have this experience. And the tantric hug, when you couple it with the microcosmic orbit, which is, that's the that's the DVD that I'm encouraging everybody to get, on the relaxationisthekey.com site <clears throat> because when you start to realize that you found your rhythm and the man comes in, he will understand instinctively that it's his turn to follow. You know, when following her rhythm and matching that, but not matching it on the same inhale, but, you know, stagger it. It's staggered. So, so, so everybody, please come out on the 9th 
so we can ex- so I can show you all this tantric hug. I think that's what locked the deal in for me, y'all. I showed the young lady. I said, I'm going to teach the tantric hug and orgasmic energy. And she said, what's the tantric hug? And I said, well, let me show you. And she said, oh, we have to have you here. And so the tantric hug, that's what I like about how me and y'all do workshops is it's very interactive. It's very interactive, exchanging energy. You still can be fully dressed, but then you can imagine what it's like with no clothes on. Have mercy. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for that question. I appreciate it. If, if all the women in Charlotte are, are thinking like that, I, 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 I might have to change my vote. <laughs> we're going to have to see, no, y'all. I mean, they talk good, but we're going to give Soul a round of applause. Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Let me hit the horn for it one time. All right, we got one more caller. Caller from the four one zero four nine nine. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, this is uh, Aline. I'm calling from Baltimore. How y'all doing? This is, this is Aline from where? Baltimore. What's going on, brother Aline? How you feeling tonight? Thanks for calling in. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling wonderful. And uh, I'm listening to the show. Very, very informative. And we got a question. And a comment, you know, um, when I was young, I think even my first girlfriend, she used to say, Uchi. And when she said it, it, like, really stimulated me. Is is those one of, uh, or, or those two uh, vibrations that you're speaking of, uh, Matthew, Uchi? The word, uh, ooh, and not the chi part of it. But maybe that's something I don't know. But the ooh part of it is definitely dealing with earth elemental energy, and it's dealing with like a sexual type of a fertility type of a vibration. So the 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 O and the U combination sound, the ooh, is definitely something that's one of those sounds. Absolutely. Okay. Now, now where she got the key from, I don't know. Uh, maybe the chi, because I mean, chi is, is is definitely something we're talking about a lot. Chi uh, gun and stuff like that. So maybe chi is one of those words too. But definitely the ooh part is is an earth elemental sound that's very juicy. Okay. Uh, and, we, and we don't we don't even need Master Yafa. That all you got to do is get one of these cutie pies to say it, and you know that in your you just feel that that it's sexy. It's like ooh. Yeah. 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 Now, what about if it's coming from a man? Same, same I mean, vibrations. Cool. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> no, because you said it's a, 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 a earth or a feminine vibration. Fertility. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, the point of making the sound. Is to raise the energy. So I don't see a problem with a man saying that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, you're not trying to make war with a woman. <laughs> no, no, I'm just asking a question. Now, um, you know, this this uh, idea of sound uh, in lovemaking, it goes contrary to the way that we've been taught, specifically as African-American men. We're supposed to be silent lovers. 
you know. Shit. We, me? <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. We've been talking wrong anyway. But, um, you know, so how how do you get guys to open up to this uh, this frequency? So now we're supposed to, like, you know, be making noise or, or making sound, giving vibrations as we uh, make love. Yeah, let me give him a can I hear it first time? Yeah, did you go ahead? Go ahead, because mine's so short. Mine's so short. Take your time, because mine is short. I I got the short short answer. You you go first. Let them look at the smile on your face. Like when a brother say, "What you mean you making noises?" I let them look at the smile on my face and the smile at her face. I say, "Look at her. I make sounds when we in the room." That's my answer. You just let her look at her face. Her face is gonna tell it. That's all. The results of it all. The results. Okay, y'all, give, give them the long version. <laughs> I mean, I think um, if when, when a child is born, it comes into the world and it, it, gives, it shows its energy by making sounds. Before it can talk, it knows instinctively to make certain sounds to get its parents' attention. And it, it makes sounds that are primal based on how it feels. And we learn to be silent. Now, when a woman gets to the point where she can't help herself, she starts making noise. So many women uh, make efforts not to make noise. And what happens is they suppress their energy, they suppress their orgasm, they suppress the orgasm of the man, and it's basically like you uh, trying to get water out of a spigot and you're cutting back on the valve. You open the valve a little teeny little bit, and you cut it back so that it's just barely open and the water's just dripping out, that's what you're doing to your love making when you fail to make the sound. Eventually what happens is those pipes behind that faucet become packed and crusted with stuff so that the water can't come out fast anymore because the pipe is all crusted up with stuff and you've got, you got, you got a pipe the size of your fist and a hole in it the size of a pencil because... It's backed up. And this is how a lot of women are today. They won't let their sounds out. They won't express themselves. They won't move. They just sort of like sit there and they're trying to left brain think it through. And then they wonder why they're not having a big, banging, rhythmic orgasm. You must make your sound. The minute you start stifling your sounds, you stifle the energy. And you stifle the man's energy. So when the men are not making sounds, they're basically telling the woman, that if you make a sound, then I feel that I am in greater control than you. So you're starting to play the control game. Which of us has got the most power? Which of us wants this pussy or this dick the most? And which of us has the power in this relationship? And once you start playing those games, and that's our next conversation, money, power, and religion, then you stop the energy. As soon as you get into the left brain, games, power struggles, politics, you shit down the sexual energy, and then you you know you're you're in the you're in the dark side. So the man has got to make sounds because the man has got to make it comfortable for the woman to make sounds. And if the man is afraid to make sounds while he's making love, then he's gonna experience a, only a fraction of what it should feel like. That's my comment to that. Okay. All right, appreciate that, brother Aleem. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you this weekend up in Baltimore. All right. 
All right. Thanks for calling in, big brother. Thank you. Y'all brothers better start loosening up out here. If y'all want your women to start loosening up, I ain't going to tell you to quit looking at porn, but you ain't got to do everything they do. I know that's right. You got the wrong role model. Whew. Oh, I want to give a shout-out to the porn pornography industry, too, because stop hating on them because you're practicing Tantra. You know, one of them brothers... One of them brothers may show you a technique or something that you may, you know, may, you may throw your back out the first time you try it. But when you show that woman your willingness to come in there and try something new, it's just like making that sound. You're really going to start to liberate her. So take a little bit of that aggression out and channel that back into, you know, manifesting what you want to manifest in your life and get on back in there and keep giving it the old Yao and Coach K try. <laughs> you know, Everybody wants to hate on people so bad. Everybody wants to be so critical. They immediately start looking for something to tear somebody down or belittle somebody or make fun of somebody. But all the people who used to make fun of me, and they haven't stopped, when when they come out of the bedroom in the morning and they have their experience, and it's a little piddling, you know, mediocre experience, and I come out of the bedroom experience after I've had, you know, uh, an orgasmic uh, feast, banquet, then you're justified. So don't don't start don't start worrying about these other people out here who are running with the herd. You running with Master Yao, you you you're in a different path. You're out the box. You're not worried about what what some men may think if they have to if they, they can't make any sound. Or what some women may think, you know, well, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. You've got to stop worrying about these other people because they're not having no experience. Most of them, they wish they could have a decent sexual experience. They can't no more. They've been, they've been in the box, so stifled, so suppressed for most of their lives, making fun of everybody else, that now they can't, they can't get it. They can't do it. They're lucky to have just a regular, mediocre sexual experience. So... You 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 want to be different. If you if you're going to be like these other people, you're going to have the same outcomes they got. You got cancer when you're 52, you know, or you got erectile dysfunction and you're still 44. You know, don't don't go out like that. Be different. Have some daggone courage and do something differently. If you keep doing the same thing, don't expect a different result. We got any more questions, Coach, or are we ready to go to, to the single life? Oh, man. We, you getting ready to roll up my aisle. I don't know if it, I, I hope we don't have no more questions. I'm ready to get it moving. Nope, no more questions. Let's, let's go ahead and, um, as we say, let's go ahead and jump out the gym. All right. If you're single, a lot of people are asking me, well, I'm single, Master Yo. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm like, so, <laughs> you know, in the book, Awakening the Master Feminine, chapter uh, four, I think it is, um, and it's on page 36, we talk about, really, we're talking about the herd mentality. And basically, the title of the chapter is Money, Power, and Religion. But really what it's talking about is the scarcity model versus the abundance model. So, you know, it's really talking about what you're trying to do with your life. Are you trying to be in the abundance group 
having a whole bunch of good stuff, prosperity, pleasure, joy, or are you trying to be with the scarcity people who let money, power, and religion choke their sex? So now, you can you can cause sex to cause your money to go away, or you can use sex to manifest more money. You've got to decide what you're going to do. You can use sex so that people in power control you, or you can use sex to generate more power for you and your partner. You can let religion dictate to you that sex be scarce and pleasure be scarce, or you can use your spiritual knowledge and understanding to take sex to higher heights. The choice is up to you, scarcity or abundance. Now, from the perspective of single people, we've got some issues. We've got some issues with the whole piece because first thing is a lot of single people out here today have a partner dilemma. Number one, they got a lot of uh, men and women out here who are not down with Tantra and that kind of stuff. So when, when a man starts to practice Tantra, the first dilemma he's got is finding a female partner to do it with. Because let's, let's just be real. You know, you can learn all of this stuff and everything like that, but after a while you want to practice it on somebody. You know, and really, you don't just walk out doing Tantra. No matter how many classes you go to, how much Massey Out workshops you've attended, how many of these talk shows you listen to, you know, you got to practice with somebody. And the first time that you do it might not be perfect. So when you're single, we've got to develop a protocol in our mind for how single men and women are going to deal with each other. Most men out here tell me when, when they want to practice this on a female, they get resistance. What's the resistance? The woman says, well, that seems um, scheduled. It seems staged. I want lovemaking to be spontaneous. I want it to be romantic. I want you to do all the old things in the old ways Tell me how much you love me, and then make love to me for 10 minutes, and then, you know, um, that's how it's going to be. The man is like, look, I'm trying to take my stuff to a higher level. I'm trying to learn all this stuff, but I need some a stimulating female to help me figure out how to do this, practice, to encourage me, and to give me some energy back. And the same thing with single women out here. They're learning these techniques. They're finding the potentials of Tantra to be great. They take a couple of classes, and then they start looking at the men out here, and they're like, Master Yao, I just don't know. I don't know if I can find me a brother that's going to be down with that. And a lot of them have issues. So here's what I'm saying to single men. I'm saying be honest with the women out here and be straight up and tell them just exactly what you're doing, tell them exactly what you don't want your future to look like, and go straight in, go straight in and be proud of yourself that you're not stuck in a box anymore 
and say right up front, hey, the first few times I do this, it might not be all that because it probably won't be. But I'm trying to do something that's going to heal me, heal you, and allow us to have an experience that's not only sexual but spiritual. And basically, if the females out here are not down with that, keep it moving. That's Mm. what I say. Yeah, I want to. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Hey, keep it. Hey, I I didn't mean to cut your wisdom because you was giving me on the flow. I just wanted to add to that. I mean, it's hard to come behind that because that's perfect. Like you said, you got to tell them exactly what you want. But I wanted to just interject the other side for the men, what I call the fart syndrome. So, you know, you go to the bathroom and everybody knows you in there doing number two. But when you leave, they know you were still in there. You finished. But, you know, you didn't cut the fan on or you didn't hit the spray. They know you're still in there. And and I, I wanted to chime in on when you when you said you can't just come and listen to a show, take a workshop, and think you got it. Because even if you change your mind, you still, like Dr. Nardi said in symptometry, you have the inertia of your past behavior behind you. And sometimes it precedes you. So the woman... You may be saying one thing, but she may be feeling your inertia, especially that first or second woman that you approach. You may have been an asshole before, or you may have been, you know, a, a person a woman really wasn't feeling, or your style in the bedroom wasn't what, you know what I'm saying, it, it really didn't turn her on, and especially like a woman that you've already been having sex with, and now you want to show her something different. She's going to, A, she possibly could say who you've been having sex with. She may get into that possessive role. If it's a woman that's just your honey, but she's not your main lady, she may say, oh, man, I don't trust you. Just like y'all said, she'd be very resistant because she smells, she still smells that old aura. So what y'all just said about being very honest, putting it right out there in the front and doing that is very helpful. And another thing I want people to know, especially singles, especially singles who are into Tantra, especially over at the Juju Mama group in the progressive love. The singles come and they want the Tantra and they want it so they can change their potential partners. If you want Tantra so you can change somebody else, you're barking up the wrong tree. Now I'm going to just throw that alley-oop behind the back, back over to Master Yao. If somebody wants Tantra, Yao, so they can go change somebody else, what have you seen in your experiences with that scenario? Well, I got two answers to that. Two quick answers. Number one, that when you change your energy, you do tend to change the energy of everybody around you. The second thing is real quick, especially men. If the man don't want to change, the fact that you're trying to sneak up behind him and change him without his permission is going to backfire. Uh, the best thing to do is to do energy healing work on him with his permission, and the energy will shift him. If you're if you're doing tantra work and you expect that this is going to change the man automatically, now you're going to be disappointed. But if you're doing tantra work with the proposal that okay, I'm just going to let the energy try to heal the man and try to try to do it with his blessing then I think you'll be more successful. I had a situation not too long ago where a woman 
had the benefit of some very advanced work. She then turned around, made love to her her boyfriend. He wasn't even a steady boyfriend. And she said, you know, a week later, the guy didn't call her for six days. She said a week later, the guy called her up and he was emotional. She'd never heard him emotional before. And he basically told her he didn't know what she did to him, but the last time she made love to him, it affected him. He, he hadn't been the same since. And she didn't tell him what she did, what she was doing, that she was studying Tonka. She made us an excuse and whatever. And I said to her, look, that was your window of opportunity. Now, maybe this man is not for you. Because she doesn't want to be in a relationship with this man. She just wants to sleep with him every once in a while. He's like a relief valve. But I said, you owe it to him to at least give him the opportunity to understand the value of this, and maybe he will learn it and do something on the next lady he's with, and maybe he'll decide to change his stripes and get into a serious relationship. Not with you, but if you have this attitude that you're not going to share Tonka with a man unless he's somebody you want to be in a relationship with, then you have... You have done an injustice to all the other women that this man is going to interact with. So I, I think that uh, the energy affects people. But you cannot say, it's, it's almost like these women who used to try to work, work roots on men. You know, uh, you got to be careful with that. It's like the women who use their menstrual blood to try to do something. To, you know, they're putting it in the food and all this other kind of stuff to try to make some kind of an attachment with the man. That, that always seems to backfire. It's much so much easier to just be honest with people and say, I am not happy with things the way that they are. It's hard to do it, but that's the best route to take. Just say, I am not happy with things the way that they are. I am changing. Are you coming with me or not? If the man says, I'm not coming with you, then let him stay where he's at. You can do enough just by expressing that energy yourself that it will change your perspective some. If you're married, you don't have a lot of options. you got some, but they're not attractive. If you're not married, you've got options. And, I mean, it's the same thing with the men. They, they, they you know, men will take my class, and I have two of them specifically, they tried to do everything in a skirt for the next few weeks. <laughs> they were like, yes, it's like a soldier with a new gun. They they went around, and all of a sudden, they had learned how to move that energy, and they learned how to maintain direction for three times longer, and they were just out there, you know, just in triumph, giving women big orgasms and like, yes, <laughs> you know, and I, I had to shut them down and say, well, you know, okay, that's all nice, but what 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 are you really accomplishing and are you really is this your original self? Is this really what your original self wants you to do? And are you now continuing the movement to your original self or have you hit a traffic stop? And after I explained that to them and I said, Okay, are these women giving something back to you? Are you trying to, you know, let them evolve? And basically his answer was, No, I'm just trying to hit it. And and basically then what, what you're doing is 
you're not giving that person a chance to learn this stuff, to reciprocate, to heal you, to give you energy back, and you're, you're stopping the circle. So what is the result of that? That woman had good sex for a couple of nights, and then you went on to the next woman, and instead of healing her, you started the process of healing her, and then you left her probably in worse shape than she was when you met her, and you could have healed her, and you could have also opened her up to some new knowledge that might have changed her life. So I, I say, you know, to that, uh, single men, when you learn this stuff, it is difficult to find women who are open to it, but not impossible. And in fact, if you use the law of attraction and you use the law of manifestation, then you would change your language. And what you would say is, it is a challenge, but I have, I have the power, my energy is powerful enough to overcome the obstruction. And you, you put that out there. And when you meet women, you say to yourself, even if I'm just going to get this for one night, I want to leave her with something that's more valuable than the sex that we just had. In other words, with an energy. I want to leave her with a feeling. I want to leave her with some knowledge. And I want to make, maybe introduce her to some stuff. Because you have an obligation to say, I'm not just making love to her. I'm really making love to every man who's going to come after me. Why? Because the energy that you you expend that time is going to set the tone for what other men have, are going to experience through that woman. Mm. When, I, when, I, when I meet a woman, I have to fight all of the bullshit that every man before me did with her. So I'm not just talking to her. I'm talking to all the conversations she's had with all the men before me. And so we owe it to ourselves as men, to the next man who's going to come after you, to not throw garbage in the swimming pool, to not mm. put sewage in the water supply. So every time you do it, rest assured, as a man, it's going to come back on your behind because the next one you meet is going to be more polluted than the one you just polluted. So as men, you have to go out here and you have to treat each woman as if it's a river supplying your water reservoir that you've got to drink out of. So do you want to open the tap and get nasty drinking water? Do you want to drink the same water that you pee in? I don't think so. So stop it. So when you're with these women, when you're giving them energy, your intention, your sex, your pleasure, you've got to be thinking that i got to put something in here, in this woman, so that the next man that comes after me is going to be happy about what I did. Because... That's what's going to happen to you and the next woman. And that is the protocol for the single life. While you're out here and you're not with a permanent partner, you've got to play it forward. You've got to imagine you're part of a circle. You've got to understand that you can't always be with the person that you're perfectly attracted to. But you still got to give them a shot. you still got to make an effort to kind of heal them a little bit. So yeah. Man, you, oh, no, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. So if you're a man out here, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking about, I, can I find me a woman who's going to be open up and receptive to my tantra? The first law of male behavior for a tantra man is 
don't do anything to that woman so that her response to the next man after you is going to be something you wouldn't want to experience. Always leave her in a state so that the next man is going to have it easier. His water is going to be purer and sweeter. And then you're going to find that when you're out here trying to find a woman who's receptive to Tantra, that's exactly what you're going to find through the law of manifestation. If you're a woman out here and you're saying, I took the class master out, I'm learning Tantra, I'm trying to change things, then the first thing you change is the way you treat these men out here. You can't always say, well, the man is this and he's not that and he's not that, therefore I'm not going to bless him with my Tantra. B.S. You've got to say, if the guy is okay, and if you've been messing with him before, and if you, you, know, you have a chance to interact with him, you know, give him some good energy. Treat him as if you want him to be exactly like the next man you want to meet. In other words, if you want the next man that you meet after him to be your perfect man, to be your perfect counter partner, then invest the energy into the man you're with now so that he will come out feeling and being better, being more healed. And then what will happen is, in reality, through the law of manifestation, in a short period of time, you're going to come face-to-face with the man who is going to fill that role for you, who is going to be the perfect receptacle, the perfect partner, the perfect teacher. Kai here? Uh, boy, you is on fire tonight. That jumper, your jumper is is crispy tonight. You just you out there on some LeBron James because that part, I, the word that kept spirit kept channeling me was womb imprint. You talked about a couple of weeks ago. People gonna have to go download the show, maybe the second or third one, about a woman's first three experiences <clears throat> were her womb imprint, and that's from losing her virginity. So, man, you need to go back and say she hasn't had this particular energy before. So the first three times is going to be her womb imprint. So I'm just I'm just backing backing y'all up a thousand percent about you know because yo that was me y'all that was me when when Senyata blessed us with this tantric energy he was like okay now you can't go to the club and just be practicing this with anybody and in class I said yes yes no problem. And I was straight to the club, straight to the club. And I mean, the first night I went in there, I bought a, I bought bought a lady a drink, and she finished half the drink. We were out of there. And the next next time I came to the club, she finished about a quarter of a drink, and we were out of there. The third time I went in there, oh, all these were different women too. She hadn't she didn't even touch the drink, and we were out of there. And I was abusing the power, and. Um, because I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted, I, I was calling them, I want to practice, but I was really abusing the power that I had, and un, unwittingly, unknowingly, and foolishly, I was setting up my own karmic demise with these women, because I was not fully healing them. Were they having an experience like no other? Yes, they were, but I wasn't following up. You know, I was still trans. I was still transcending from the one night stand king. I was the king, super king, and um, and then after after the karma hit, it was ugly. It was like somebody kicking me in the balls and the stomach and the throat with some steel toe boots on. 
you know, while the universe just standing around and watched and was like, remember remember you were doing this? Remember how you were abusing your power? So um, I wanted to add that realness in, in there, you know what I'm saying, for the men and the women. You know, um, women are not generally um, hunters like that, you know, and conquerors like men, um, but that came from my background. And um, But um, I learned the hard way, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted y'all to come on the show and I wanted to do this show with him and um, travel around the United States and eventually the world to not only spread it, but also to give the warnings. You know, Sonata says it all the time. Tantra is a left-handed path. It's a slippery slope. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not all the rules and things that you think are with the things that you've customarily been brought up on. You know, put it in the microwave, press one, 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 and hit start. And it's gonna come out all nice. It doesn't operate like that. Um, and the other part for the ladies is what? Well, for the ladies, when y'all said, go ahead and heal that man, so the next man you attract or the next brother that you that comes into your circumference, um, he will. Hello, y'all. Can you hear me? Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah, we had we had some kind of malfunction over here, but um, what I was saying was a lot of the ladies say, "I'm not going to heal this man and make him better for this woman," and the men say the same thing. I'm not going to upgrade this woman. So she can go out there and be with somebody else when she leaves me. And so we hold back. We hold back. And we never let the universe feel us trusting and giving our full energy. I'm here tonight to say don't hold back. When you love a man, love him like he's the last man. Don't love him like I got to keep him and if I love him and he may leave me for somebody else. The void will be filled by something far better, far greater. Trust me. But please get out of that old mentality of, because that's one of the counterfeit personalities. I'm not sure which one it is, but I know it's in there. Of I'm not going to heal him because he may leave me and go to someone else. Or I got him right for another woman, or I got him right for another man. Just do away with that. You can't practice Tantra and carry that, and carry that same attitude and same energy at the same time. Um, that's what I got to say about that. And um and the calling number is three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. Uh, y'all, your comments and and uh, we do have a caller in the queue. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll get to the caller in a second. But absolutely, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, man, I had some energy off the chart, and uh, I just didn't know what to do with it. But I was. I was, you know, pretty picky and pretty selective about the women that I that I would run with, and you know, I, you know, it was pretty, 
it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the life that I should have been living, let's just put it that way. Um and today, man, I see brothers come up to me and you know, um and maybe they can't do some of the things that I can do right off the bat. But I look at some of these young brothers out here and with just a little bit of instruction, they can far exceed me in ability in a few months because they're young and they, they they got all that energy and they got all that sexual power and they just don't know what to do with it. But the first problem that most of them have is the ones who are good in bed and who have a lot of access to women are cocky as hell. And they don't want to listen to nothing. And then they end up ten years later kind of on the messed up side and then they messed up a lot of women in the process and I try to tell them while you're young and strong learn Tantra and get some respect and start treating these women as if every last one of them is going to be contributing to the woman you're going to end up with. Mm. You got, you got to, You just have to do that. Or you end up in this dynamic where you can't avoid all these toxic women. And they just keep coming at you. And you, don't, you, keep, you keep complaining. Well, after all, why are all these toxic women out here? Because, because the last 10 years you've just been poisoning all of them. And you got to stop it. So the dynamics of single people. Okay, we're going to take this a step up now. We're going to show you how society has programmed you. We're going to start with religion, because that's the worst thing. So religious practice and religious beliefs, in my opinion, are designed with good intention. So, you know, when I'm talking about religions, I'm talking about most major religions. And, you know, there's a problem that we have because religions have this way of morphing out of what they originally started out. They're not their original self, just like people are. They become something else. And 99% of the time, you know, attempts by religious institutions to shape behavior, to conform to some type of divine ideal, you know, they have good intentions, and it ends up with the opposite effect. It ends up becoming political. So when we look at the spiritual masters in the past, they all follow the same motif. Whether you're talking about Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus, Tutin, Imhotep, Black Elk, Quasimel, whatever. These guys, they walked around, and they presented a system of evolution. In other words, they presented a nice workable system for people to become better and have better lives. And they showed people how to do this. They didn't just tell them. They showed them. They gave you a system. They said, do this, you'll become that. They gave it a process of attaining this evolution. And they gave you a style of living so that you could live this evolution. And the masters showed the example of this in the model of their own life. So in following this system that the masters put out, the common man can duplicate in his or her life the evolution that the master had obtained. And you don't see these holy men judging people. They don't go around saying, you're right and you're wrong. They don't say, well, you're, you're, you're crap because you don't believe in me, or you are a bad person because you don't follow what I'm telling you. You don't see them doing that. Basically what you see them is saying, look, I got something good, if you want it, it's available. If not, we cool. 
And then what happens is the people that come years later, centuries later, they turn this system into a doctrine. And basically, religions are based on doctrine. Uh, the masters basically were based on a spiritual system. And this is the problem. Because the system of evolution allows people at their own will to transform into a, a desired ideal. A system, a spiritual system, is something that you can use to get someplace and get something done. Doctrines always, a doctrine is something that basically says if you don't do this, you're wrong and you've got to be punished. The spiritual system is a means of obtaining abundance. Doctrine, especially religious doctrine, is a means of imposing scarcity. So when you get the followers of these holy men, you know, they were able to obtain something good, abundant. When you follow the doctrines of some of these things that come after they force you into a, a thing of scarcity. And you find that whenever these religions came into a society, they opposed Tantra. They opposed Tantra because they didn't like people having good sex, and they opposed Tantra because it, 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 it didn't give them enough control of the people. They opposed Tantra because they wanted to keep the female sex subservient. And so they couldn't have, Tantra considers males and females equal. And they couldn't have that. And today we, we see the history very clearly that single people are really in this bond as a consequence of religion. They're like, they're afraid to express themselves. They have this feeling that, and this is how religions have acted. And, 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 and I don't mean that every last preacher or every last member of the clergy believes this and has these intentions. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in general this is, the outcome that we see that has happened, and that is that the elite are taught Tantra, the people in these mystery systems are taught Tantra, the people in these secret rites of passage groups are taught Tantra, and then they allow the religions to teach people don't have any pleasure. In fact, we're going to fill you with fear and loathing and guilt, and, you know, and this is why a lot of single people are running around here. They're afraid to empower anybody else. They're afraid to, to take advantage of pleasure for themselves. They're afraid to um, to get out of the box because they think they're going to go to hell. They don't realize they're already there. And if you live a life of scarcity, of prudishness, and if you live a life of of, of suppressed desires and where all of your natural sexual energy is bottled up all of your life, you will probably get cancer and die. And when you go to judgment, you are going to have it even worse because in judgment they're basically going to tell you, well, you screwed up on earth. What do you, you know, now you've already set the stage. That's the template for what's going to happen to you in the afterlife. It's based on what you get on earth. If you had scarcity down there, you're going to have scarcity up here. And you're going to be very disappointed. Now, we turn our attention to money. And it's the same basic dynamic. The people with all the money, the people with all the wealth, they know, they know about Tantra and they've taught Tantra. And they're out here having fun, maybe too much fun, 
and maybe they abuse it. It's, it's very true that some of the people who know Tantra abuse it. They become addicted to pleasure. They don't really want to deal with uh, the relationship aspect of things. And some of them, um, you know, um, promote such things as, as, as prostitution and, and, and the slavery of women and things like that. I've heard the stories, and some of them are true. But we can't judge all of the wealthy people as evil because they're no different from the people down here who don't have money. Some hold, of on, them are evil. hold on, hold on some for a second. Hold on for a second, yeah. We got uh, we got three minutes before the um, before the show stops streaming in the chat room. So Let's you all get call. Well, I mean, but I but people need to call in who are in the chat room if they want to catch the after party. So if you okay. if you on live tonight and you need to, you want to uh, call in to catch the rest of the show, listen to the caller, hear what me and brother Yao are finishing up with tonight. Three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. 347 9089 uh, And one more note to the uh, chat room. We don't disrupt the lesson that's going on because of your differences. So that's not the place for you to just randomly just go off on your opinion, opinions when we're past a particular topic. So please don't disrupt the class when people are trying to learn. All right? Now, I'm asking nicely the first and only time. All right. Let's get on. Let me get on to the caller. Caller from the two two nine four 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 zero. Well, wait a minute, y'all. Were you finished making your point about um? Let's, about let's go ahead and take the, let's take the call out because I've got a couple of more things, but it, uh, I'm going to I'm going to make it brief. I've said enough about it to, to take a caller. Let's go ahead and hear what the caller's got to say. All right, caller from the two two nine four four four. Your microphone is wide open. Thanks for joining us. Can we get your name and where you're calling from, please? Yeah, uh, peace, Coach, and peace, Master. Y'all, yeah, this is uh, Phil coming for calling out of Valdosta. How y'all doing tonight? All is well. All is well, big brother. All right, Thanks. all right. Yes, sir. Go uh, ahead, big what, brother. Thanks. Go ahead. I, I thought I heard some breaking. My, my question it goes back to uh, what you were saying with the the template for the three the first three sexual encounters. And I, I noticed that uh, in, in certain situations that I found myself in, I, I keep keep uh, running into an issue where um, there was molestation or rape from the female. And I guess after, we'll say, I become fully integrated in Tantra, is there a way that I could heal that? Okay. I, I'm going to answer your question, but i got a question to ask you first. Yes, sir. When these women are imprinted, it is men that have done the imprinting. And maybe you were a boy at the time, but a lot of these bad imprints that these women have, they got them from men. And a lot of times, as a man, if you were negative in the way that you imprinted females when they were, you know, young, when it was their first or second sexual thing, then you're going to attract to yourself a lot of what you created. Do do you acknowledge that? I follow. So the answer to your question is, the answer is yes, you can heal it. Uh-huh. So 
So what the, the, the issue is that a lot of times when I first started, you know, having some ability to heal, the thing that I said to myself was, I don't want to correct all of these mistakes I did that all of these other brothers made. I just wanted to correct mine. And then the deities quickly corrected me. And they basically said, all of these men ain't going to probably ever learn all of this stuff that you learned. And since you were given more, you've got to heal more. So you've got to get out here and not only try to heal some of the women that you messed up, but you've got to heal a bunch more for some of these other brothers. If you have the intention in your mind that you only want to heal one woman, you will be limited in your ability. You may do it, but it may take you longer than you think. If you have it in your mind that you simply want to see all women be healed who had negative womb imprints, then you will find yourself in a good place where the power and the wisdom will come to you to do it. But not only that, so many other brothers will be surrounded by you and you will be able to to help them to learn this also and they'll take some of the burden off of you to healing some of these toxic women out here. So the answer is yes, you can heal that. If you have a woman who has toxic womb imprint uh, and, and you learn these techniques, even at level one, you will have some of the ability to heal it, absolutely. Okay. Now, is, is, uh, is, are you the gentleman who came to my uh, meet and greet in Atlanta? Yes, sir. That's me. One and only. Okay. So when you finish with the level one course, you will have that ability. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm signed signed up, locked and loaded for August, so we'll, let's get it popping. Next weekend, I'm going to be down there. I'll be there. And we're going to, we're going to get it popping. Uh, are right. you looking at one particular woman, or are you thinking about uh, just going on a campaign? Uh, I'm, I'm just looking at what I what I see, not just one particular person. So you know, if if I guess if I if I have the tools, I won't just go looking for those that have had those kind of issues. But if I can help, then I'd be much obliged to try to do it. You will have that ability, and I tell you, the strange thing is, since I've been doing this work since in the last year, since last October, is that I found much uh, three times as many men are looking to heal women as are women looking to heal men. There seems to be a recognition on the part of men that women need to be healed, but there does not seem to be an equal recognition on the part of women that they need to put in some work and get out here and heal some of these men. And so I'm hoping some women will call in and dispute that. I hope that they do. But uh, that's what I've observed. So I applaud you for that. And here's the thing. When you go out and heal women in the act of doing it sexually, you also make your own energy better. True. I can agree with that. I've been adjusting myself to a degree already, and I can see how different interaction is is actually taking place and manifesting. So, And I think I don't know if something that had to do with coming to the event last month or not, but you know, I, I think it's on the up and up. Do you have some other comment or question? Or would you just like to talk a little bit about, you know, 
I, I'm often interested to hear what 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 a man's experience has been for the last five years. You know, you live in the Atlanta area. How would you say the the landscape is down there? I, I can't say because I'm not actually in the Atlanta area. So I mean, uh, I, I could, or let's say Georgia. And the the Georgia region, uh, you mean as far as what what relationships? I don't mean, I don't mean your your own personal experience, but just right. give us a, a snapshot of what's going on with men and women down there sexually. Uh it's kind of hard to say. Um, I, I don't know if I see a bunch of healthy situations, but you know that that would just be my opinion. Let's have your opinion. Your opinion is bigger than anybody else's. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, from from your perspective, out of your eyes, what's your two cents about where things are right now? What's the landscape look like from your perspective? Is it I see not good. Yeah, not too good. Pretty, pretty bad on, on uh, all accounts. Are uh, your male peers, do they have a consciousness of trying to correct the situation? or just trying to avoid getting further damage? I, I can't say that I've come across too many people that um, approach things the same way that I'm trying to approach it. You know, I think the whole uh, persona of trying to be a player of pimp is more more prevalent. Are they successful? I, I think they are. I, I mean, I don't. I don't try to get involved in everybody else's business, but I think that as, as long as uh, the games are played, then everything is good. Yeah, I see the same thing in Baltimore. I agree with you. So, I mean, I like I said, you know, I, I from from my perspective, if if, it, if you present yourself as if you you have something, then you you have an opportunity. Which you know, at the end of the day, I don't know if that really stands. I don't think that stands for anything. What caused you to change? I'm putting you uh, on glass a little bit. I'm putting you on the spotlight a little bit. But I think that uh, you know, um, you have a unique perspective on things because I think I had a couple of conversations with you over email, and I'm trying to remember them, but I. You seem to have had a unique perspective on things, and I just want to get some of that so that, to share it with the audience. Well, I, I just look at um, my recent um, encounters with relationships, and like I said, the, the fact that the the last couple of uh, in, encounters with females, it seems that you know, I'm, I, I'm, I keep finding these situations where there was some type of trauma, and I guess it's just that prevalent in today's society. Um, now, I don't know if that's that was their genetic, or I'm sorry, their womb imprint, but, um, you know, in talking with them, that seemed to come up. And it always just startled me every time I would hear that. And that, you know, that kind of made me feel a little bit different. Versus just saying, okay, well, let me see if I can get what I can get out of this situation and keep it moving. Okay. That, that, I applaud you. 
I mean, uh, that's that's what we're trying to hear. And I'm going to do my part by you to try to give you every opportunity to learn as much as you can. Um, I owe you that. And, um, you know, so I'm going to try to, you know, be a servant to you. And uh, I'll be at your disposal to the extent that I can be while I'm down there because I want to support what you're trying to do. Um, and I'm able to do it, damn it. <laughs> yes, I think if, you, if anybody can, you can. <laughs> and so between me, you, and, and a thousand other men like us, we're going to shift this thing. That's right. I'll let you get on to the next callers. Right, 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 right. Neb, Neb is my, Neb is my, Neb is my co-host, and he knows, uh, he knows I got some more, um, he knows some more people in the queue. And y'all, you, you like me, a conversationalist, but you can't see the screen. So there's some other people been waiting for a little while, and some more hands are popping up. So. Uh, I'm going to hit the gong on you, y'all. I'm going to have to limit your answers to about four minutes so we can get to everybody. So you get a gong. Uh, All right. Gonna, that's going to be our All night. Right. Saying you got to close up your answer because we got yes, to get, you know what I'm saying, to the couples. And plus, the hands are starting to just pop up like, like pop charts right now. Let's take the hands. We'll probably have to do the couples next week. Okay. All right. Appreciate that, Neb. Thanks for calling in, Lord. Appreciate the info. All right. Next caller is from the 803. Caller from the 803-240. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Shante calling from Columbia. Hi, Shante. How you doing? Good. Well, I, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How you feeling tonight? Go ahead and let us know what's on your mind. I'm doing good. I had a question. Um, do we go into a situation where we tell, like, with a man, let them know that we're healed. We have the intent to heal, or do you just let it be? I think that um, you know that depends. If you've known this man for a long time and you feel comfortable communicating with him openly, then you're straight up. You're going deep and you're going hard, and you say, "Look, I'm I'm not happy with things the way they are." In other words, you're not saying something is wrong with him. You're just recognizing what's still just there. Things are rough out here. They're tough yeah. out here. They need to improve. And you say, basically, my intention is to make it better for me, make it better for you, and we're going to have some fun in the meantime. Now, if you just met this guy, then I don't know that you want to just dump it on him like that because he may not be ready. And so in this case, if you just met the guy or you you know, then you're you're trying to do two things. You're saying in your mind, in your heart, my intention is to leave him better off than when I found him. And you just give him the energy. And don't okay. don't give him don't talk to him, don't try to give him a lecture or a sermon or try to give him a lesson. You just give him the energy. And a lot of times the energy he will voluntarily come back to you and say, What's up? Or he will give you the opening. And I'll say something to you that I say to a lot of women. Oftentimes, if you polarization or you pray to whatever God or whatever deities you deal with and say, what's on your heart, a lot of times they will communicate with that man for you. 
You don't always have to communicate with them directly. A lot of times I'm able to communicate with women that I'm not intimate with through spirit. Because, you know, you'd be surprised that people out here, they may seem very, um, you know, materialistic, but a lot of times they're open to them spiritual stuff. Thank you. You're quite welcome. That's Thank short you. enough for you, Ty. Oh, 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 absolutely. I just wanted to, I just wanted to add to Shantae and and everybody listening because that was such a great question. Uh, loose lips sinks ships. Your intention is more powerful than you talking. Women, you all talk too much. I do agree with y'all to go in hard. But go in hard and quick and stop talking so much because men are not built to do a lot of listening. If you feel you got to do a lot of talking and be long-winded, call your girlfriend. Talking to us and wanting and having the intention that we listen to you like a female is, num- is, is one of the top three reasons for erectile dysfunction. We are not good listeners. We are not good communicators. We're great healers and great warriors. So know the difference between a man's ears and a woman's ears when you are delivering your message. Use your magic. Be quiet. Have Set your intention and proceed. All you're looking for is the result anyway. A lot of women who do a lot of talking, and I want to explain, is because you're still caught up in your head. You're still left-braining the whole thing. Be quiet, stop talking so much, and go right brain, set your intentions, and have some fun. Have some fun. When you're talking so much, it means that you're still afraid. You're still trying to seek and you trust them. You're not having no faith in yourself or in your magic. So, ladies, please stop talking so much. Thank you. Just to to piggyback on that, I had a, a, a girlfriend long ago. She didn't do a lot of talking. And I know at some point in time I was spending too much time on my computer because at the time I was writing my book, my first book. And when she got mad at me, she just got a fresh pair of panties and threw them across my monitor. (laughs) And then she just walked with her little walk back into the bedroom. And I just sat there, you know, looking at the panties, and I was like, panties? Computer, panty, computer, panty, bedroom. <laughs> now, now, Shantae, listening to that example that y'all just did, which one do you think that um, is more easier for you to do? Can you tell some panties, Shantae? Yes, the latter. <laughs> well, there we yes. go. Big ups, y'all. Big ups to tossing some panties. <laughs> <laughs> And look, you know what your man is you know what your man is gonna say when you start tossing panties? This is a dream come true. <laughs> it's awesome, baby. You crazy guy. <laughs> I'm looking for some panties. Look, I got I got this I got this old big screen. I got this big old Mac in here. I'm looking for some panties to get thrown on top of this rascal. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the next caller. That's right, ladies. I'm looking for some panties to be tossed on my computer. Y'all done set the stage, and my intention is set. 
And I won't even cut mine off. I'll let this mug run. Like, shit, I'm gone. Let the chair spin. Thank you, Shantae. All right. Uh, we got a return caller. So, from the West Coast, from the West Side, your mic is back open. You're back with us, babe. Uh, my comment was for something he said earlier about um, men wanting to heal the women and the women not wanting to heal the men. I think there's some women out there that do do healing or want to do healing, um, but it again it has to either be a balance um, because women oftentimes are nurturers in general. So we're nurturing the house, we're nurturing the children, and we're nurturing any other emotional states that need to be nurtured. And on top of that, we're healing men. So it, it, I see why there may be an imbalance right now of men coming forward. But, you know, they say when a man, um, when you heal a woman, you heal a nation. Kaya, you want to comment on that? She makes a she makes a she makes a very valid point. Um, is I mean, I think a part of what I just said about you know this just set the intent. You know, I'm I'm bigger than that right now than how many there are this than that. Who cares? You know, in the end of the day, who cares if there's more women or more men who want to heal the opposite sex? You know, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to talk about the guy who shot up Colorado the theater. I want to talk about who's on this call and who want to damn who want to do something. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that's kind of like old paradigm, but it's but she's she's right. When you heal, when you heal a woman, you heal a nation. That's to me she's she she's just, you know, she just she just um she just solidifying some of the things that we said earlier about go, going all in, you know, but um women carry things differently than men do. And women are upset that men carry things differently than they do. And to me, the root problem of that is, one. and I think I want to do a whole show one night, y'all, about the necessity of women understanding the physiological anatomy of a man. If you If you want to practice Tantra and you don't know the physiological anatomy of a man, then your journey is going to be a whole lot rougher on the rough side of the mountain and the same thing for men you need to know the physiology the physiological anatomy of a female before you go in before you go into this because if you don't know how women carry things like y'all was talking about the left or the right ovary or the left or the right nipple and for you know a lot of a lot of and, and the women just love that oh he's showing the men where i carry my pain but we don't really give a lot of attention to the women to say, where is he carrying this pain at? And, you know, my, what I tell women is we carry it in our hearts, but that's the toughest place. You know, getting our dick hard, that's pretty easy. Getting in our head, that's easy. Getting in our stomach, that's easy. Getting in our wallet, that's easy. But getting in our hearts, nah, you, you, you must, you must be a Tantra master. You must be sincere to Tantra to get into our hearts. So it's your sincerity, you know, which once again goes back to the martial arts principle. Sincerity. I will fear only my lack of sincerity. So if you lack sincerity, male or female, this may not be the art for you. But uh, once again, she makes a very valid point. I've got nothing else to say to that. Next caller. Oh, 
Thank you so appreciate it. She sounds like she may be ready to come in and start co hosting next week, y'all. <laughs> I won't be mad at her. Me neither. Not sounding not sounding like that. We're gonna have to um I think I'm gonna have to open up some interviews for some uh for some for some yen balancing over here on this side. Thank you, sweetheart. I'm I'm gonna put you back on mute. You're welcome. Call it from the TGA team. Manifest back in the building with us. What's going on, Lord? Oh man, I'm just enjoying this, man. Good brothers. I, I mean, the, the wisdom y'all are bringing forth, man. I, I tell you, I, I just pray and hope that um, I know it will. You know, this will circulate throughout the collective consciousness, and, and we're changing lives just tonight. You know what I mean? With this information, I know I'm absorbing it like a sponge. And so, um, just hearing the last call or two, uh, I think one of the things that is very important is that as men or as women, when we're facilitating the healing uh, and healing does take place, that we lovingly and using that sincerity, as you just said, uh, Coach uh, uh, Kaez, that, you know, we, we lovingly uh, suggest um, um, that, you know, the healing doesn't stop here. You know what I mean? That when we've actually, as a man, we, we, we facilitate some healing, that we encourage that woman to go out and reciprocate, not that she has to, but, you know, out of love, just let her know that, hey, you know, this would be much better if you, you know, complete the circle, if you continue this healing phenomenon going on. And so I know that's something that uh, some of my sessions I have not done, but just from this this, this call here, you know, it, it just sounds like something that even though it's a small thing, uh, if you will, I think any time we experience healing as, as human beings, uh, we uh, tend to want to share that, whether we're zealous or whatever. We want to share our newfound understanding, our newfound growth, uh, the next phase of life that we're experiencing. And I just think, you know, as men, if we could lovingly suggest that to the woman that's on the table or the woman that's in our midst um, or, you know, in a relationship or whatever, that, hey, you know, continue that healing. And, and so same thing with the woman. If she's facilitating some healing with a man, you know, when that heart chakra starts to open up, she she encourages him as well, and I think Master Yao uh, speaks of that when he says we need to validate each other, you know what I mean, and, and, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, that's pretty much it. something else I wanted to say. But, oh, okay, one more one more thing. What I found is that I know Master Yao was speaking of earlier about uh, uh, some of the challenges men uh, have had, I guess, with practicing Tantra with, with some of the, uh, the the sisters, some of the women out here once they've learned some things. And, and you know, once we align with that healer uh, archetype, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit smoother process, you know what I mean, because there's so many people out here, particularly women, who need healing. If it's done out of sincerity and out of love, we're naturally going to attract that, that whole manifestation law of attraction principle. And it's all about aligning the heart mind. We're going to attract those circumstances where women naturally want to come up to us and receive the healing, if you will. And so, you know, we, we have to do that in a virtuous way. And if it extends out to something fully uh, intimate and sexual, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, that's just where I see it in terms of um, uh, men, single men because I've been single for a little while now, and uh, it would be nice to, uh, uh, you know, finally uh, at some point in the near future, I know it's around the corner, fully uh, uh, embrace, uh, you know, as sister. But in the meantime, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feel free to, and I'm happy to go out here and just facilitate the healing as much as possible. And so uh, that's all I wanted to share. That's, that's complete. There's nothing I can add to that. 
Hey, that's, so I, I, I'm feeling that 100. percent That's huge, right there. That's all I got to go. I got to get break out a new applause on that one. Appreciate that, big brother. Manifest, uh, manifest. Uh, um, what's what's your zodiac sign? Because I'm getting ready to start plotting some. Um, I'm going to start plotting some charts over here tonight. What's, just what's your zodiac symbol? A uh, 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 Sag. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Give me about two or three minutes. I'm going to let y'all jump back into this, and then I'm going to give you some feedback on the Sages. If you're in the chat room, uh, drop your uh, drop your Zodiac sun sign in there, and I'm going to give y'all some quick tidbits in a second. But uh, thank you, Big Brother, for joining in. Yes, sir. Thank you. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all. It's back to you. Well, when you're looking at this whole sex, money, and power piece, the next thing that comes up is the money piece and how, as singles, we're so governed by money. Money is energy. And so often what we're doing out here in the single life is we're, 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 the money is not circulating back to us. It's like there's two circles that you can put your money in. You can put your money into a circle where it flows to 100 people and comes back to you. Or you can put your money in another circle where it flows around halfway and then goes into a corporate entity and never gets away. There's no way for it to come back to you. And so um, we've learned the scarcity model where money is constantly siphoned away from people and we don't get a chance to become wealthy because we get money, we earn money, and as soon as we get it, it's taken away from us. And so we're basically just generating money for some other entity someplace. And we do a lot of work, we put a lot of investment in, put a lot of time in, but we don't accumulate money. The money is constantly flowing away from us. And so because we have learned this, this dynamic of scarcity, and because we've been living it for so long, we apply the same technique to our lovemaking, to our relationships. We're constantly feeling scarce. We're constantly feeling that, um, you know, love is like a commodity where if we, um, if we have good love, then we, we place a high value on it. And we thus then say that the law of supply and demand applies in that if there's a lot of demand for our love, we feel it has to be scarce, just like money. And basically what you do when you, when you believe this, when you buy into this, is that you cut off your supply of love. And that, especially if you're living a single life now, what you're doing when you say, because I'm so attractive, I'm, I have such a good dick, I have such good pussy, uh, that it's got to become very scarce. What you then do is you're shutting off the valve and you're preventing that good, better love from coming back to you. And so then you get to a place where you're like, well, all the good opportunities seem to be avoiding me. All of the, the people that I really want don't seem to come to me. And the reason is because you've shut the valve, you've closed the circle. And just like with the money, you're constantly putting out of effort into how you look, what car you drive, and all of these other material things. But the good love doesn't seem to come because you've stopped it. So therefore, 
and just like in religion, religion causes us oftentimes to develop a concept and an energy of scarcity. We believe that we have to suppress everything, that we cannot enjoy, that we have to always be <clears throat> filled with guilt about everything. And it's the same with money. The financial community that's in power today has this, this scenario where they're constantly preaching to you that all possibilities are available. You're living the American dream. All you've got to do is work hard and you're going to be wealthy and prosperous. But behind closed doors, <clears throat> secretly, they're constantly plotting how to separate you from your money, how to always pay you less, how to always value you less, how to always keep the prices of things just high enough to take just enough of your money away so that you always stay in the same place. And we have to look at our concepts of sex and relationships and understand that we have the same model in place as we do with the money. We're looking at it from a perspective of scarcity. And so for this reason, women often feel they must possess a man. He has to become theirs and theirs alone. And that while he's with them, they have to have some control over every aspect of his behavior as it regards sex. And if not, they feel that, you know, what little love that they have will be taken from them, just like the money. And this is not true. Women feel that uh, the more valuable their sex and their relationships are, the more they have to require a man who's financially well-off or has some other form of power. And this creates the exact opposite outcome. And men, same thing. They believe that um, just like if they, the more money they have, the more they don't want to talk to their friends, they don't want to loan it out, they don't want people asking them for money, they don't want to share what they have, they don't want to share their good loving unless they're getting more for their value than they're giving, what happens is they end up stopping the flow. They end up stopping the circle. And that woman that they want to come to them that's going to give them the ultimate of pleasure and companionship and partnership doesn't come. So this is the second thing. With the religion, we see the dynamic and play of scarcity. With money, we see the dynamic and play of scarcity where every few years, you know, everything is designed on a computer to fail, so you have to buy another one. Uh, they got Blu-ray so that your, you know, DVDs are eventually becoming obsolete. They got iPods so that the other ways that you used to get music becomes obsolete, and they keep inventing something new every two or three years to promote scarcity. And so we have to have a consciousness about us in the single life that we are a family. And we're all in the same pond. We're all peeing in the same river. So if, 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 if you don't want the water to get polluted and toxic, then pee, you know, someplace else. Pee on the ground. And don't pee in the river. Because eventually you're going to have to drink that water. We have to have this concept that if we all keep the water pure, then we will have abundance. And it, will, and it flows in a circle and comes back to us. So therefore, even though we are single, living single, tantric life, we look at the other people out here as a, a spoke in our wheel and that, that 
how we treat them is going to determine our will, what's going to eventually come back to us and treat us. And therefore, we're all connected. We're all part of the same energy circle. We have to keep it flowing. We have to keep giving energy, taking energy, giving energy, taking energy, and having good intention, healing, and having pleasure. If you don't have pleasure as a single man or woman, if you don't enjoy your life, it's harder for you to manifest money. It's harder for you to manifest peace. It's harder for you to live a stress-free life. It's harder for you to be happy. And to the extent that we understand that we are meant to have abundance, we are not meant to live a life of scarcity. And so we are in an ocean of scarcity in this world. Therefore, through our conflict brothers and sisters, we have to find an island. We have to find an oasis in the desert. And we have to begin manifesting a new paradigm where we are giving, where we are sharing, where we are healing, and thus, through the law of manifestation, we rise above the tide of scarcity and actually come into a place where in our relationships, in our partnerships, in our sexual encounters, we actually experience the abundance. That's the. I mean, I think that's the clip. That's the clip just for like the theme of this show. Like I'm gonna have to. I know every week I get gems that I can cut out, but I think what you just said, and I felt like you was channeling that. Not you weren't reading that. That was just coming in to you through spirit. That is the tantric lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen. What he just described about us, our birth, our divine birthright is not living in scarcity, but living in abundance. I really, really, really feel and want everyone to really feel the way Yao's intentions were set as he said that. You know, that that that's important. That's I mean just to me that's just like that's super next level. Super, super next level. And gives you get he really presented the whole car. You know, a lot of people just have Tantra and sex. Tantra and sex. We use, sex is a tool, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the end result. So watch this question. This is for everybody who thinks Tantra is um, is only for sex and vaginas and penises. Yao, can a person who is paralyzed from the waist down and incapable of having sex, um, male or female, in a wheelchair, still become Tantra? Yes. You see that, ladies and gentlemen? See how quick he gave me the answer? He said, yes. Yes. I'm hoping that that quick, short answer debunks that every time you hear the word Tantra, you go to the you go to sex. When you hear the word Tantra, please try to reprogram to lifestyle. It's like when you hear the word Mercedes, you think of radio. But when you think of Cadillac, you think of radio. You know, it's... it's Please, we're not trying to let Tantra go back into a religious state. Well, when you think about God, there's no way in the world you can identify what that looks like. We try to make it into a white man with a beard sitting on a throne or something, you know. So let's find a way 
Let's find a way where we can open our minds and say, it's okay that I can't see the top, bottoms, or both sides of this. It's it's okay, all right? You you really can't understand Tantra by us giving you these classes. You have to get in and practice it. We're encouraging you to practice, you know, but Tantra is in our DNA, and so it's coming out for those of us who have chosen this path and we chose to practice. Uh, yeah, are you still on the line? Yes, sir. I'm still on the line, but oh, okay. I, I thought you were still still moving. I I wasn't going to interrupt you. Oh no, no, no. That's it, man. That's you know. That's I'm just really big on the lifestyle. You know, there's. I mean, I don't really know if people really can appreciate what Yao is giving out. Like there's there are so many masters who are just not just not sharing this. You know, especially for what he's getting paid to come on this radio program, you know. And 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 now to just be getting it and just sitting back and just soaking it in, I think y'all should really, really like evaluate um where you can find some real authentic teachings like this. So, um and don't and, and don't take it for granted. You know, please, please don't take these teachings for granted. That's my take on that. Awakening the Master Feminine, you know, why do we want to awaken her so that she can become the highest and best version of herself? Awakening the Master Masculine, why do we want to awaken him so that he can become the highest and best version of himself? Through all of these teachings, in the bottom line, we want to get to a place where we can experience pleasure in life a better quality of life, relationships that last and are sustainable, where we can manifest money. We need money. I'm not teaching these things so that we can know. I'm teaching these things so that men and women, under the sound of my voice, can experience. I mean, and that's it. I mean, um, we can say a lot of other things about the single life. And and I'm not saying it's easy for people out here today. Uh, I saw a very attractive man, and, uh, you know, uh, he was carrying himself with such dignity. He was dressed very well. And I nodded to him as I was walking down the street, and he nodded back to me. He looked very distinguished. He walked by me the opposite direction. I went and did my transaction. I came back and went into Dunkin' Donuts to get me some coffee. And he was working behind the counter. He had taken his gold coat off, put on an apron and everything. That was his job. And I thought to myself, my first impression of him was that he was a man, a noble, a noble man. And I thought to myself, people will see him in Dunkin' Donuts and not get that impression of him. But I bet you if he opens his mouth, he will will regain 
the regal statue that he has, as soon as he talks, I believe that people would see the nobility in him. And so, you know, I was very pleased that he carried himself in that way and that he, he, he appeared to me that way. And there was there was this great power that that, that he that he exuded, even though he was working at Dunkin' Donuts. And I said to myself, it's a good metaphor for me for our life. Uh, some of the people who come to these classes, they're very educated, they're very um, well developed in their spirit. They have good intentions, and maybe their job today doesn't really pay the bills. Maybe their car breaks down more than it runs. Maybe they're battling, you know, an alcohol addiction or they just got out of jail, male or female. But it doesn't necessarily stop them from being who they really need to be. I I imagine that if we can get a thousand people, a thousand men and a thousand women to return to their original self, that we will create enough of a shift that everyone will see men the way I saw that man. Not someone working at Dunkin' Donuts, but a noble man. Yeah, are you still on the line? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm making short statements. You told me to be short. Oh, I'm no, no, no. I'm following oh, instructions, damn it. <laughs> we don't, I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, no, we don't have anybody else who has any uh, who's raised their hand. Is If anybody uh, did want to get back in and have some comments tonight before we shut it down, uh, please just press 1. It has been a, a ridiculously, I mean, this is like when we get in there and get out like this, it's just like the show is just on fire. I mean, the joint is crazy. And um, I guess I'll do my shout-outs to the chat room. Uh, Yvette Bacote is in the building. You know, she rode with us last week. Uh, Neb is in the building. Love and Light, Kinderbell. <laughs> wow. Kelly Kell is in the building. Jamila Quinn Ka is in the building. Uh, AX Ward is in the building. Lots of, uh, lots of, I see we got the, oh, everybody's, oh, they, yeah, they yeah they put their um they put their zodiac signs in the chat like I had asked them earlier. So um the reason I had done that was because I told uh Manifest Raw when he came in with the statement I was going to plot plot the chart for the show and when he made that comment it was uh ten twenty five PM and he's a Sagittarius. And so Sag right now, um, his comment fell in the ninth house of the zodiac sign. And this is one of the exciting, exciting, exciting things I love about Tantra and astrology. And and when I and when me and Yao first started getting together, he was talking about the natal imprint. I was like, Yao, you you you're not even talking about astrology. He said, Well, in a way. He said, I'm just not using the words. He said, You know, that's your field, Kair. And um so oftentimes when I hear people say some profound things, I say, man, there's no accident. You know, we're bound by strange cause, as Prophet Noble Drew Ali said in the Circle 7 Quran. And just that he, he, as a Sagittarius, he fell in the ninth house when he said that. You know, the ninth house is the house of high philosophy, international travel, teaching. You know, 
So, um, and I was curious. Something was like, man, go look and see where he's at, you know, in the life of this show. Because even the show has a life of its own. And so I just wanted to say to Big, uh, big Brother, you fall in our ninth house tonight when you made that statement. Uh, for, for our Geminis tonight, uh, Geminis are falling in our third house tonight. Unless you are early Gemini, like May 20th to the uh, 27th, 28th, you know, um, if you're in the early Gemini, you're falling in our second house. So, you, so this show is really going to affect, you know, your values. You know, um, prosperity. What Yah was talking about, and if we get into the to, to the treasure chest, and um, but the rest of you Gemini's fall into the third house, which is, I mean, this is so apropos that the the chart right, the chart at ten twenty five was almost um, like a perfect a perfect chart. Um, the the ascendant was twenty nine degrees Pisces, and um, Pisces is, a, is the most transformative sign in the zodiac, and 29 degrees is one of the most intense degrees, and um and so and the brother manifests his name is manifest Ra the sun manifest sun manifest enlightenment and power came in while the energy was in Pisces and Horus was rising you know Aries was right there on the cusp about to come in and um. I, I'm just I'm just really excited about being able to um, add this particular aspect to the sciences. And um, if any of you are interested in receiving a um, astro harmony consultation, or even a, um, a astrological tantric consultation, um, please don't hesitate or shy away to reach out to Coach Kair. Uh My phone number is three um, uh, three three six five eight seven. 1215 3365871215 uh you can go over to my website coach k appointments coach k appointments.com and you can just go down to the karmic destiny reading and if you want to just book a full reading which is about 2 hours sometimes it's longer than 2 hours and um I do record each one of them as soon as the session is over I send it to you so you can go back through and thoroughly analyze it and listen to it but knowing yourself, you know, the tools that Yahweh is giving and, 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 and I'm suggesting are so important, but knowing where you're at, you know, in this whole cosmos, you know, your birthday is, you know, such a large clue to that is so important. So I do encourage any of you who are interested in the cosmic sciences of um, astrology or cosmophysics to please get in contact with Coach K. Um, and listen in on Sundays. We also ha we have a very strong, very strong elite team of Cosmo physicians, aka astrologers, um, on Sundays at eight o'clock as well on the Abundance Child Network. And you can find us at BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Abundance Child. That's every Sunday at eight o'clock. And um, those shows are really bananas too. I'm gonna try to get Yao over there one night and let us. Um, let us take him as one of the living masters on the planet and rip his birthday apart. We love getting, we don't want our masters to die and then look at their birthdays and then shred it apart and say, oh, look at what he did and look at what he could have done. You know, we want to uh, give the most valuable information and up-to-date information for, our, um, for all our teachers um, and all of us who are living here on this planetary alignment to know what to do next. You know, Yahweh is still a humble student, man. I've seen him express humility so long and so many times in, in, in cases where he had an opportunity to be arrogant, you know, and um, going back and looking at his birth chart, 
you can see that it's present there. So um, come, you know, invest in yourself. If you don't want a full reading, you know, try half an hour or an hour or something like that and just get you a sample and, um, you know, get some insight at where you're going and um, and what's a good time for you to uh, to navigate out here. They use it to find baby Jesus. They use it to sail these high seas. Um, you can use it in your life as well. I guess I can step down from my soapbox now, y'all. <laughs> I want to just mention that <clears throat> this weekend I'm going to be in Newark uh, with the class there. Uh, next weekend on the 10th and 11th and the 12th, we're going to be in Atlanta doing the class in Atlanta. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to the Atlanta class. they got a, a different energy down there. They're very excited. They're very motivated. I think we had two people tonight call in from that area. So I'm very much looking to get down there. I, I, this is my first class in Atlanta, and I'm really looking forward to it. I want to uh, encourage everyone, you know, under the sound of my voice, to go out and buy Awakening the Master Feminine. That's my book. And, and if you already got a copy, buy another one and gift it to someone. I, I want to share uh, these teachings to as many as I can while I can. Uh, and I, I'm also, you know, very, the questions tonight were excellent. And we have a very uh, high audience. I mean, the audience, I can feel the vibration of them. They're high. Uh, I don't think in the last three weeks we've had anybody call in with stupidity. I think that, you know, if I remember correctly, just about everybody that's called in had a, had a most enlightening question. And, you know, uh, it's just um, this show has been filled with harmony. It's been filled with uh, enlightenment. It's been filled with good energy to people. Uh, the men have sounded, you know, masculine and enlightened. The women have sounded sexy and enlightened. And uh, it fills me with a, a good energy to hear it. I mean, you, I mean, y'all, you, you just psychic, man. You, all you showing is all the side effects of Tantra, man, because you read my mind tonight. Like, it just feels so good when you can just kick back, man, and people just call in and they're just, you know, feeling it and they're in their bliss and, and 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 everything is just you know everything is one hundred and nobody's having no issues and it's just flowing like that man. Shh, let me go here. wait a minute. I ain't even. I don't gave everybody a round of applause. Let me put my hand together for my mom. It's awesome, baby. Oh, that definitely wasn't loud enough. <laughs> This is a dream come true. That's right. We chopping them down around here. We damn offering it up. Well, I saw somebody raising their hand in there. Was somebody wanting to put their hand back up? We got about nine minutes. Now, we don't have to stay all the way to the end. I think we're going to go ahead and uh, all we, well, we never, we'll never run out of stuff to talk about. Trust me. Um, but I want to go ahead and give another shout out to uh, I'll be in Baltimore this weekend. Me and y'all heading up north. We're taking the show on the road. He'll be in Jersey. Put your face in the place. Put your face in the place. Get on y'all's Facebook page and bug the shit out of him about where he's going to be at next. Bug him. Stalk him. Get these lessons. He traveled around the world to get these. 
you only have to travel a couple hours for a couple hundred bucks, invest in yourself. Don't spend any money. Circulate some money. See what comes back to you. Um, I'm going to be at the Tremont Hotel this weekend in Baltimore, uh, Friday night, 8 to 10, all day Saturday from 10 to 10. Big, big time stuff now. Pranic healing, pranayama, tantra, kriya yoga, uh, the tai chi, the qigongs, early, early morning, um, the alkaline diet, electric foods. It's it's going to be popping. Like, y'all is going to be like, well, damn, Kyrie, how'd y'all do that? And I'm leaving. Well, it wasn't my schedule. I, I I just I'm just participating, you know. I didn't make it up. So, but it's good that it's you know these things are being more and more um, high in demand. And um, September the ninth, Winston Salem, North Carolina, Coach Kyer, y'all's gonna be in the building. Um, we're looking for some models. We're having a rip the runway in Winston Salem on the ninth, and we're looking for some people who want to volunteer to rip the runway at halftime. Now, nobody's ever done this before. I'm doing something unprecedented. Y'all's over there rubbing his hands together and scratching his head like, what? You're going to do a halftime show at a tantric workshop? Yes, yes, we are. But we want to bring it and make it real classy, real sexy. And um, if you want to stretch your stuff, and that's what we're looking for, get your glam on. Get your glam on. Please reach out and get in contact with Coach Kyrie, 336-587-1215. That means everything from the tight jeans to the dresses and skirts to the lingerie to the bikinis, however you're feeling it. I'm talking about size zero to size whatever, 42, whatever you want to be. You know, we we really want to show you how to manifest sexy, how to bring um, this energy to the surface, and um, show you how you can start living your best life. I mean, that's it. And then Charlotte. Charlotte, we heard a lot of junk tonight on the I mean, we didn't hear a lot of junk, but I just told y'all what I heard, and, you know, Manifest came on and said what he had to say and all that. But, uh, Charlotte, we will be coming. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like that. And, and me and y'all, we're going to be bringing that heat, and we need y'all to be ready. That, that's it. And, and we want to see them fine. You know, we don't want to. We're not saying that y'all got any busted women in Charlotte, but we want to see y'all putting y'all best foot forward. And, ladies, if you're ready to get orgasmic and get free in your mind and your body, and, brothers, if you want to learn how to um, stand up, you know, and get your manhood back in place and start running your household with, with uh, love, truth, peace, and justice, don't hesitate. Participate. That's about all I got to say this evening. Oh, and, and um, once again, of course, please tune in on Tuesday nights with symptometry right here at Original Native Radio at 8 o'clock and also on... Wednesday nights at nine nine thirty. It depends. That's Coach Kyrie's show. It's just me, um, Illuminati money. Letting people know about illuminated currency, a live currency. It's, it's not what you think. It's not a conspiracy theory about the Rothschilds and the Freemasons and all that. You know, you might want to go back and catch one of the downloads. Uh, Doctor Jewel Pulcrum will be on next week, talking about. Uh, she'll be on Illuminati money, probably with the Mooney brothers. Uh, the twins from KTL, Brother Ampu, um, and I'm trying to get a couple of other people to come on there, and let's do a big panel discussion about brain balancing, sexuality, and using this to form our own illuminated bodies. Y'all, what do you think about a show like that? What, what do you think the potential is? I think the potential is great and awesome. Um, 
I want to give a shout out to uh, to Jill Pukum. I've I've read some of her works before. Uh, I also um, the whole money thing is, is, is as you know I'm a big fan of money, and uh, <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to serious brother up in Newark who supported me all these years, all, all these months, and what he's doing in the Newark area with Tantra. Um, I also want to just repeat that I'm that we're looking for illustrators and graphic artists. We need more than one on a project that we're doing. Go to my Facebook wall and post something on there. If, if you've got some artist skills, we're paying. And uh, I think the time is going to come quick when we're going to be looking for some models, too, for, for the next book cover. Also, um, you know, when we, we look at all of these things going on out here, we, you know, we can't lose sight of the fact that people need to get paid. Uh, we're going to be doing two series of classes coming up. Uh, one we're going to be doing on uh, the law of manifestation and tantra. We haven't set a date for it yet, but it's coming. And uh, we're in the final stages of planning for the uh, virtual class platform where we're going to be doing the classes. Uh, we're changing my office. Uh, we're almost ready to start the execution phase. And we're going to turn this into a place where I can broadcast right from here and we're going to set up a scenario where people can uh, register and become a member of, of our organization, and they can they can receive benefits long-term, month-to-month, that, uh, that normally I think people haven't really been, had access to. So we're going to be able to uh, do webinars where, you, you know, you sign in and I'll broadcast uh, live, and people can participate Um of course, at some point in time, we'll have some face-to-face meetings too. But this virtual class platform is huge, and I'm getting some help with it. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful that I am uh, receiving the help that I need to be abundant and to promote these classes abundantly. Uh, we're moving into a whole other dynamic here. Our career is moving into another dynamic. Serious brother up there in Newark is moving into a whole other dynamic. And, and Master Yao is going to be moving into another level of, uh, of, of operating where we're, we're looking, trying to reach out to a little bit bigger audience, trying to do things in a more consistent manner and affect people even more and also allow people a chance to, um, to give back and to, to add to, to what we're doing here. So I'm very excited about all of these developments, very, very excited. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm excited. Well, that's what I'm going to say. And we're getting ready to end this, Joker. We're going to take us out with a little bit of music. You all get the jerk.